0: I'm
1: Max, 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 Max!
0: Pursuing the RPG hobby with Reckless Abandon.
1: Welcome to Costco. I love you.
0: Thank you for joining us for Season 19, Episode 17 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu.
2: My name is Gina. And
3: as always, I'm here, and I'm still, and probably shall be, because I never leave here, Stork.
2: Yeah. That's what that room is.
3: It's my. That's where yeah. I live. That's his hovel. It yeah. that, that <laughs> is.
2: I, that's the <laughs> under beneath that Stark lives in with a cot. Right. It's actually just like a dirty mattress on the floor.
3: He has some pictures.
2: Yeah. Of, uh, Don't
3: laugh. I think everybody's been to the dirty mattress we, on the floor. Yeah. I mean, I lived in a frat house for a we found while.
2: Found a, a little bookshelf in the alley. Yeah. Once we brought it over. Oh, yeah.
3: I, I actually still have a bunch of cinder block and and, and two by yeah. four shelves. Yeah. One by, one by twelve shelves, but.
0: And now people can see us. Hi.
3: Yep. Hi. Hi. There we are. It's, <laughs> and we're still us. We're, we're still, still us.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: in this episode of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, Len from Miami sends some thoughts on character backstory. Chris in Long Beach writes in to suggest that y- your first shouldn't be your player's first.
1: Ooh. Steven oh. Ooh.
0: SW sends a PBTA, well, actually, about falling <laughs> damage.
2: Oh cool yeah, And
0: I'm just, I just—I have the stare test <laughs> I listened
2: to that episode So right on <laughs> And Kenigma
0: sends us some things He's learned about RPGs
2: But, first,
0: but if, first If you'd like to email us You can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com We have a Twitter Happyjacksrpg all one word And also that's our Instagram's account as well Uh, You can watch the show live at happyjacks.org slash live, where you can get the Twitch link and the YouTube link and the chat room. And I haven't brought the chat room up, but I will shortly, I swear. So hi, chat room, if there's anyone in there. Um, I think that's it.
3: Smoke signals. Uh, Stu learned smoke signals. I I,
0: uh,
2: I can do chat room on my iPad if you want. Oh, well, I'll, I'll it? bring it up in a second I that. still have
0: to rename everything but I wanted to start As close cool. to on time as I possibly could Would someone like to read the first email While I do all of the stuff real quick
3: I, I can do that thing for you if you wish Hello gilded guardians Of the Massingill Massingill throne I think it's supposed to be Massingale. I get yeah. it Massingale because they make douches I get it I see Okay This is Lynn from Miami speaking uh, it is I, Len from Miami, back after a long hiatus. I'm most of the way through the 60 episode backlog of accreted RPG goodness that built up during my absence. But I wanted to momentarily pause my podcast, Enema, to share a thought about. Sorry. A hopefully not too stale topic. If this has already been addressed, well, we can always talk about Armor Class. Yes. Yeah. Topic Who owns a character's backstory? In that episode, you did a great job of explaining why the GM should be able to muck with the character's backstory. I agree with everything you said, but I think you missed something important. If the player doesn't want you to mess with their backstory, if you can't get that person to understand why this is awesome, if they just, don't, if they just won't buy into this, then don't do it. Consider the goal. The main reason you bring a player's backstory into the game is to get the player more invested. Is it the only reason? Maybe not, but it's the main reason to make the story about them in some way and to make the game more interesting for them. If a player doesn't want their backstory messed with, if this will upset them, then you definitely aren't going to get the more invested by kicking them in their precious narrative nutsack. <laughs> the question is, who, quote, owns the backstory? does it matter. It's not about control or agency or anything like that. Once the player says no, bringing in or mucking with their backstory is not going to accomplish the goal of getting that player more invested in the game. If anything, it's going to piss them off to maybe have the opposite and chilling effect. When it comes to the PC backstory, no means no. That's all for now. I feel like I'm reconnecting with long-lost friends, internet friends, the kind you think you know intimately well, who are always one step away from taking out a restraining order. (laughs) It's nice to be home, even in handcuffs from Miami and and that is an interesting thing
2: yeah
0: I, I, I think a distinction needs to be made mm-hmm. between messing with a backstory and using a backstory because the player made the character the player determines what the backstory is I have a mom and I have a sister and she went off to a convent and uh, whatever. That's the players. That's part of player agency. This is who my character is. This is these are the people in my character's lives, and this is what their lives were up to the time the game starts. What happens to those NPCs afterwards? That's the purview of the GM, maybe in consultation with the player, but the as we've always said, the players control their characters, and that's all they got up up until
3: the point that the game starts.
0: Well, they control their characters even after the game starts But (laughs) the the GM doesn't mess with the characters But the GM is in charge of all the NPCs Well,
2: just like uh, a GM only controls as much as uh, Until the moment they step up to the table When Mm -hmm. the players can do all sorts of Kicking the GM and the narrative nuts Exactly That was a nice turn of phrase, by the way (laughs) The narrative nutsack? Yeah
3: The narrative narrowsack? Yeah I, I know what you are saying, and maybe, maybe you know. I don't want to. I learned years ago in college that a a, a terrible discussion slash argument is when you go down to parsing
0: words. Right. When That's like why I started a verb with verb that. or arguing with the,
3: yeah. the, what is is. I mean, that that, that makes for a, a non discussion, a non a starter and it really just turns into that people have dug themselves in and they're not, they're being transient. And when you start arguing that, but but I, I, I get what you are saying. I understand what you're saying, which is they've created this backstory. They have set up these parameters, and their mom and, and, and sister and all that are precious to them. But that doesn't mean that the story can't involve them. Messing with is a is a tricky verb. Well, what is mess- exploiting is a tricky <clears throat> verb, but but utilizing this wonderful I can resource think of
2: examples that. But I think you have to let yourself have a little bit of a, I don't know, narrative or creative distance. Like, say I create a character and one of my character's key motivating or, like, a touchstone. Like, you would have maybe a Vampire or whatever. But, like, one of my character's touchstones is that I have a very close relationship with a brother. Like this is for whatever reason like we're super is this from bonded an character and, you
3: have or no you but not. i've
2: had things like this happen where if you wanted to as a gm kill off that character after you know maybe i had established like how meaningful that relationship is it might kick me in the narrative nutsack initially where i'd be like this is like one of the Major identifiers of this character. This is how she kind of identifies. This relationship is super meaningful. But then I think if you allow yourself to kind of step back and look at the story opportunities that develop from that, that even that should be okay.
3: All right. Let's let's try it this way. Okay. Is there a time that you would not utilize a character's backstory? When when is it not okay?
0: If it's boring. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a good answer.
3: When is a be- character's backstory boring? I mean, yeah, yeah, we well, you know he has no parents, no father, but, but when? I mean, they don't they don't give
0: a GM anything to use. Is that what you mean by
1: boring? Well, yeah,
0: I mean, or or, or
1: <clears throat> it's hyper. Well, I, I say I
0: say boring, but th- I mean, it is often difficult uh, to try to shoehorn some people's backstories in, especially the, the more specific they get, the more difficult it is. Mm. Example. Uh, Jessie in our vampire game part of her backstory is that she's looking for her brother who is also a vampire and was turned and he is, has disappeared so she is looking for him that's a real hard thing to shoehorn into a vampire game because at least in the modern nights, how often do vampires travel Travel's dangerous you got to make sure yeah. you've got some place to stay the, during the day and you got to make sure if you're going into someone else's domain that they're yeah. not going to be hostile yeah, toward the, you the only
3: ones that really travel are gangrels because they yeah. can like disappear into the ground Exa- and, and yeah. they have like some abilities to not be hunted and tracked yeah. for
0: them it's built th- th- that's, that's built, built into, into their, their character, character right, right. They're, they're wandering <clears throat> but for most for yeah. all the, I mean I don't there might be other ones that have that that's protean yeah
2: uh, yes. protean is the right. into the ground the dirt nap yeah um
0: <laughs> if i mean there might be other ones that have probably well, there's, there's a couple of traits
3: you can get too like which is uh, which is king of the road or something which, right. which allows you to travel through territories and there's, not.
0: there's there's stuff to the specifically yes, about that but right. also in that game the characters the party is tied to a place yep. mm. there's a domain that one of the characters is prince of
3: and i think that's true of most vampires they're and
0: all in a domain princes don't want to leave their domain because mm-hmm. wow. if they leave their domain what's going to happen yeah. I don't even have to say it, yeah. right? <laughs> so that was a real challenging thing to try to shoehorn in because how if, if your characters are already in, in a modern age where travel's not difficult and they are basically bound to a very finite area. How do you disappear? How do you disappear and give the person leads to go and try to find them because what you don't want to do inadvertently is have them lead them to believe that the person has left town because the impetus for their character is going to be to leave, especially mm-hmm. if that's a real, like, well, that I, is a brother and it's a very tight, close bond.
3: I can tell you what I would think, but but I mean, I would have him staked and put in a box at the bottom of the of the bay, and then she finds the buoy and pulls him up. But but that's that's a whole. But then you know, only, the only yeah. way a vampire can disappear because he's only staked. And they're not dead. They're in torpor. And well, I, I
0: yeah, it, I, I did eventually come up with sort of an answer as to what it is he is doing, and he is staying relatively local. But he's under the radar. He's under the radar, and it's it, it, but it took
2: as you would yeah.
0: Oh, Especially a lot of off. consideration and some reading to figure that out. But it'll be a nice preamble because Sunday
3: will be uh, our next uh, moat game without yes. Jesse. So yeah, there might be some things. You want. So I don't have to
0: worry about it. Yeah. but um, it is. So so bringing back to the topic, but but the, so so there are there are times when the backstory isn't as usable to me because mm-hmm. it's like if it was a traveling game, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's an impetus for travel. Okay, the party. We're going to pack everything up. We're going to head to the next town. Because uh, uh, Jesse's character has a lead that her brother might yeah. be there, and maybe there, there's for some other reason we're going that way too.
3: Yeah. Uh, were, okay, it just struck me that when I made my vampire character, I left a lot of untied threads that I handed to Stu, and Stu Stu asks questions, and and that's another thing maybe to touch on, which is if people make this sort of isolated paragraph of their backstory, it's a different thing as opposed to Stu who asks. Uh, couple of pages of questions. Who are you, you relationship to? Who is your closest? How do they die? What, or whatever it is. He's got a list of questions you, that he wants answered because he, it gives him... First of all, it gives you, as a person playing this character, a backstory that you hadn't thought about before and also gives him some ammunition, I guess, mm-hmm. or, or something interesting to pick from. And I know that I, I answered all my questions open-ended because when we play the vampire game, and I think it's fair to say... He picked up most of my backstory and used it against all of us for, I don't know, close to a year. To the point where oh, yeah. I think I've run out of backstory. Right. <laughs> Whereas everybody else still has a pretty much untouched backstory in their, in the game. And it's I'm, I'm, it's not a judgy thing. I'm just saying no, that absolutely. I made a really open-ended backstory thing because I, I thought it was fun and interesting. And more inter- easy, perhaps? No, I, I, hit up,
0: I, I hit upon Samantha's backstory. Her sire yes. yeah, yeah. got d- taken... I'm not saying you
3: haven't, but I'm saying that it, mine was mine was really I, I, it was set up that way, and I didn't even think about it because I'm not uncomfortable, I guess, with my story being used. But I, is it fair to say yeah. that a lot of a lot of the other backstories were harder to crack than, say, mine, or I don't want to say less
0: interesting? Yours but, is more fertile. Okay, that's a good point. Um, enemies is always a nice thing to have. For a GM, mm-hmm. oh, totally. having people that your character in the past has pissed off or that you're pissed at mm-hmm. is, I mean, and, and, you know, you said you were talking about the term exploit being a loaded term kind of, but mm-hmm. that's really what yeah. the backstory is for. For
2: story, though. For yeah, yeah. It's not to, like, I'm going to poke at your psyche. It's, yeah, it,
0: it's, I mean, it, the, the, most GMs are going to use the, the characters, and it's usually characters, in your backstory. To, to, to create an impetus for action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a
3: story. Isn't that's not that what stories are?
0: Right. I mean, and that's that's what it's there for. That's why they want it. And and I think having that understanding is important for players to think. Well, I don't want to have a backstory because I don't want you to to make me do something I don't want to do. Well, and there it is. That, that's it. <laughs> Welcome to
2: life. Right. Yeah. I don't. I, I guess I I have a hard time understanding that right aspect of it. I did have something similar where I had a pretty strong uh, character identity. Oh, I also like the brother situation. But I also had a character who was a female cleric. Uh, This was a Pathfinder game and I'm not going to remember the god, but basically she was like a dominatrix. Uh, Because it's like some, somebody knows this. It's whatever. So she it's like uh, a Some sort of artistic sexual pleasure, da da da. But I, we were playing with it. Her name was Mary Harrow. So M E R R Y Harrow. And we played with a Harrow deck. And I drew a card at one point, which changed the sex of my character. And that kind of freaked me out for a game because I was like, I had built this whole Mm. identity on my character based on, you know, what I pictured her being. And then it was, took a minute and a half. Took a little longer, but like I'm like oh, I can do this because, you know, whatever magic or enchantment befell that that changed her from a woman to a, a man or whatever. It's like this is how I'm going to play this character. Right. But so I can see it kind of rocking people's worlds sometimes. Well, but I don't think that's a bad thing.
3: And, and right. I, I I can see that being maybe a line you don't want to cross if you just start actively effing with your yeah player character. Like, hey, you just drank that potion? You're now a guy. Or yeah. you're now a dog. Or or uh, suddenly everybody hates you. That's just kind of vindictive and messy. I'm talking about mining the backstory for nuggets yeah. and, and having that influence the story. Because all great fantasy stories, all great, oh, all great stories have stuff from the person's background coming back to haunt them, coming back yep. to affect them. Everything from the Grapes of Wrath to The Hobbit have... These interesting people from the back, from their from their past and and from their life, come back and influence them. And I don't think that that's wrong. But yeah. turning your player character from guy to a girl just on the wind because you're and that next, that's kind of a dick move.
2: Well, there was you know it's I like get a, it's a random event. With, yeah, exactly. But that's that was like a big that was a bigger change than anyone probably had had with a card. I I play another character in. Uh, a Coriolis game so Coriolis is a free league f- uh, free uh Swedish game company does mutineer zero um, and this is a sci-fi game where uh, religion is super important and there are these the nine icons the nine and you are born with an icon that is your God and you have to have I mean that's how you identify so it's part of your character and we got we're playing and something there's a GM mechanic called darkness points uh, that you can use to change narrative. And it's sort of kind of like how we use Moments of Truth where you can use three characters, create an NPC, right. or two to have a, a scene detail. So they can use one to, I think it's one to three darkness points to affect the game or change the, the scene. The GM
0: can or the player? The
2: GM can. okay, And certain things the players do... Um, like there's a reroll mechanic that you can use in the game if you pray to an icon you can re-roll but the GM gets a darkness point um, so then they can end up with this fistful of darkness points that they can use for narrative like moments, like to, of moments
0: of truth right
2: yeah almost um, sounds a little bit like uh, uh, Star Wars.
0: Flipping the yeah, yeah. Flipping the tokens, right? Yeah,
2: except the, the players don't get the light tokens, but a little bit like that, definitely. Right. And there was a scene in the game where the the GM decided that the f- fucked up thing that was going to get introduced was that uh, I was going to have an appeal by one of the gods of the nine to change my god, which is like a huge kind of heretical thing. But once again, it's like So it's shifting the way you think And I had built a religious character Like an uber religious character From a super religious (laughs) family So it's like having to accept Those kinds of changes I think that I think
3: that there needs to be A definition between Utilizing somebody's backstory Pulling the stuff out of it And completely Um in, or completely negating or influencing or changing their backstory. I'm just
2: using those as extreme no, no, examples, no, no, which I, I think it, is part of the thing here.
3: It, it is, and yeah. that's part of the discussion, and that's what I'm yeah. saying I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not yeah. judging. I'm just saying that I think that there does need to be a line because yeah. I can see how you can f up somebody's backstory and completely make that you know, piss off the player. Uh, suddenly, everything is that 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 they knew is now gone. Uh, the stuff that they were using for motivations is now null and void, and I think a a GM can overstep their bounds and can exploit that to to a, uh, it can be a problem. But Mm -hmm. I I think, I hope, that that's not the case. I think that's the exception.
2: Oh, I think so too. That's an extreme example of that. Yeah. For sure. But I I can see
3: it happening. I can totally see that happening.
2: And I guess I'm saying that when that's happened to you maybe the first one or two times, it kind of can rock your world, but that it Honestly, anytime I've ever had that happen, even the, in the extreme, um, it has produced better narrative options and conflict in the story than had it not happened. So it's never been for just to mess with a character or mess with the player. Um, but to your point... Ninety-five percent of that is really going to be about mining backstory for interesting things. Yeah. Even if it's your sister was kidnapped or your brother's missing, or I mean, those are right. interesting stories. Your dad had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You need to go home. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, and that's that's life. That's yeah. Uh, and also, again, I, I think that it depends on your GM. Um, G, uh, Stu has a list of things that he asks mm-hmm. because he wants to use them. Uh, other GMs just say, write whatever you want. And if you have a really intimate story That you've written out three or four pages Maybe, maybe that's sacred ground Maybe you don't want to But to my mind as a player yeah. I set up a backstory that I yep. want to have used yeah, I I, I, I want to be the center of attention. I want to have my dad have a heart attack, and I want to take this tell everybody yep. I'm leaving here. You guys have to come with me, or I'm gone. That's my dad's totally dying. what that
2: is. That's like spotlight opportunity yes. for your character. Yeah. And to Stu's point, if you show up and the, and the GM gets signals where that person is that uncomfortable having their story touched on, then that's fine. But they're not. Other characters are going to get more spotlight. And right. more
3: Well, yeah, that's the double-edged sword, yeah. right? It's like you can't complain that everybody else yeah. is having. The story's
2: going to be driven more by those characters than it is by it's the like, person who's like, "Oh my yeah. God, don't touch! Right? Don't well. touch my stuff!
3: <laughs> don't touch my stuff! Yeah. Right? And <laughs> we'll leave it with that. I like that. B-
0: bump this camera here up just a tiny bit. Oh, Kimmy's in the too much.
3: So anyway, I is I, that okay or no? I think, I think that that is
2: okay. But I, I agree with what he's saying because it's like if. If they're that uncomfortable with it, then yeah. okay, fine. So,
3: yeah, and, and uh, again, who owns the backstory? It, it, is it the player? Is it the GM? It Maybe it depends on the kind of game.
0: The uh, player owns the content of the backstory. Mm-hmm. But, but what happens at the table isn't backstory. It's front story. I agree. I, I agree. That belongs to everyone at the table. No one has yep. a monopoly.
3: Testify, brother.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true.
0: Done. Thank you for that question. That was good. Yep. I like that. Interesting
3: things.
2: Absolutely. Who
3: played uh, what this week? Uh,
0: I played. Uh, um, well, I ran Blade blood- and Tusk, our second session.
2: Yeah. Fun uh, things are happening.
3: We're having yeah. a good time with that. Yeah. I've never really played. I, I think maybe I told about it the last time we did, but I've never played a historical thing like this before. Like mm-hmm. really, and and I find myself going home and doing some research. Uh, I know Gina has. She went oh, to look yeah. up like bows and how to string them.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely, because interesting cults conversation. Of the time. Yeah. Oh, super.
0: I just bought a book on Christianity See? in the Middle Ages. That's my high middle, <laughs> five to you. In, in, the, in the mid uh, Dark Ages, or yeah. whatever they call that. Because I've
2: now. done that's tons of research on that. This it's is a, fascinating. It's a really
0: interesting genre
3: you've set up. I don't know if you yeah. knew this or not, because oh, yeah. I, we're all about it. But of I mean, I've up.
0: gone down a research rabbit hole yeah, that well, I don't think I really intended to. You took to. all the
3: players with you. Yeah. We're all like, whee! Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: highly. <laughs> I was writing like, last. Three or four nights, I've been uh, up writing more of it. The setting book is now at like fifty pages.
2: Really, yeah.
3: it's fun. Now, for those of you history Grognards out there, yeah, it's still a fantasy game. There's still yes. effing magic. Yeah, <laughs> there's still, and the gods can actually, and there's more than one god can actually still affect the world. Yeah. So, and or maybe, 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 or maybe not. We don't yeah. know, but it's still a fantasy world. It,
2: but it, no, you
3: the.
0: the um, I, like I did a lot of research on uh medieval Catholicism yesterday the seven sacraments
2: uh-huh. who can
0: perform them and it turns out laypersons can perform a lot of the sacraments even back then okay if there were extenuating circumstances Eucharistic
2: um, ministers yeah, and yeah
0: exactly monks yeah. clerics I like, mean obviously clergy. the the like uh, ordaining priests that's going to be a bishop
2: yeah and i think like confession no
0: yeah, well you can't give absolution. Last
2: rites and yeah.
0: Well last rites is Eucharist and and confession and um, anointing the silk, yeah. the oil. The oil can be done by a layperson.
3: Which kinda of makes sense because if you think about all these, you know, the plagues have happened there's vast amounts of wilderness between mm-hmm. towns. Oh
0: yeah, what do you do if you have a small town and the priest yep. dies? Yep. Or right, right, no and one that's, gets last rites. And that's I guess where they a awesome. wandering
3: priest. Yeah, they they would travel in these caravans and come through. And, do, and, and, do, and that do, was do, a move on. that
0: was a big deal. I mean, if, it really if, was. if something happened to your priest, you the and the church stepped right up. They're like, no, we got to get a priest out there. They need they, th- that flock needs to be tended.
2: So I had to resurrect a bunch of my Catholic. Uh, I was struggling for it I was like oh my god I know this Ed, the U- um, uh, councils of perfection when I was like a uh, vow of I knew the vows but I was just like it's called uh a council of perfection right. or whatever like that and yeah. it turns
0: out that the the what is it called the seal of the confessional yeah very serious yeah very serious things they excommunicated priests who who uh betrayed Broke the, the seal the the seal of confession so if you, the weird thing is, they also, they also would prescribe um, or, or um, require public penance. Really? Certain, type, certain types of sins, the priests would say, and they, this was doctrinal, it's like, well, if this person did something and you think there might be more people doing it, give them a public penance and that way they I go out know. into the street they they admit their their sin and they whatever the penance might be it could just be mocking or getting and stuff thrown at them or whatever it is and that will ensure that other people who are who are contemplating or engaging in said sin will probably stop as well
3: the humiliation of that alone in a small town where everyone knows your name, oh yeah, everyone knows your yeah. parents and, and the, your grandparents.
0: But the weird thing is, but what that guy says to the priest at, during the confessional is absolutely sacrosanct, and he can't give any of that out. But he can tell you to go out and and confess your sin to the pu- publicly. <laughs> right? So,
3: for those of you that aren't listening to Bloodleg and Cuz, you probably should because this is this is the kind of thing that we have been discussing <laughs> and that we're now falling down. It's awesome. Uh, I've never really played a game that has me this invested in history before. I've done a Roman Legionnaire thing or whatever, and you kind of yeah, whatever. It's mostly it turns into strategy and Romans, and you know there's a lot of sodomy and Caligula. But but this is different. We're having fun.
2: No, I think so too, and I think in a lot of uh, fantasy, and this is a very different kind of. I wouldn't even call it that. It feels more like
3: historic fantasy. Historic fan, yeah, or
0: historic. Yeah. Well, it's it's, I mean, it's got magic too.
3: Yeah. yeah. It magic. magic. So
2: it is, but it's like it's it's a different period than a lot of. Cause it's, it's earlier. Yeah. Because yes. a lot of stuff is like high middle ages. There's no maybe. knights in
0: shining armor. Yep. There's none of that yeah. kind of stuff. The best so kind of armor lot. you got is male shirts.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I was just watching a, a whole search for King Arthur, and and people were talking about who they think it is and all that. And, and, and when you strip away all of the pomp and circumstance, yeah. it's probably. <laughs> a Roman legionnaire on a dirt hill that, that fought a, a, a decisive battle between what was Oh sure. A, and that was it and that's who he was but yeah. then everything got built up upon it but that's kind of the era that we're dealing with here. Yep. It's, it's not it's not Roman it's it's after that but yeah. it's that it's, it, 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 it's it's an interesting period it's an interesting It's, point.
0: it's not the high middle ages no. It, no. It, which is kind of what everyone thinks of when they think of the, it, the sort of medieval it's fantasy. It's
2: probably just pre uh, Holy Roman Empire which is probably... It's, a f- holy,
0: it, it's Holy Roman Empire. But
2: probably affected to some extent by the fact that that orcs...
0: Oh, sure,
3: yeah. ...to
2: control over...
0: No Crusades
2: happened?
3: Right. Yeah. right. I'm viewing this as just post-Dark Ages, but the Crusades yeah. didn't happen. So the plagues and everything have just happened.
2: Well, the Crusades and would there's have... there's lots of empty land. The Crusades land. would have just started anyway. Do, isn't that like, a, I don't know, 1165? Well, sure, long but long guess
0: what time. was going on yeah. in France at the time?
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly exactly. Yeah, they,
0: they would have started, but they didn't happen. Yeah. Also, the, I mean, they had started Christianizing Britain and Scandinavia, but there again, they have other things to worry about. So it, that yep. didn't really end. And yep. of course, you know, the Moors are still in um, uh, the
3: Iberian, Iberian Peninsula. Peninsular. Sound interesting? Want to re- want oh, to know that, more? Yeah, go listen to Blood Blade and Tusk. And this is Stu's uh, homebrew moment yeah. of truth. Yeah, it's which a, you can get for free. Yeah. It's a
2: really cool setting. Though. Anyway, that's it what we play. Cool I played. Uh, I know. I yeah, played you play else, like but, you
3: play like five yeah. times a
1: day. I
2: know. <laughs> play a lot of games. Uh, Star Wars, uh, FFG. It's campaign called Rebel Racketeer. That's all of the dumb dice, right? Uh, with the the fancy dice, yeah. I use the fancy.
1: You'd I use the fancy. dice roller.
2: It's it was worth every I don't know four ninety nine or whatever you pay for. It. I actually
0: did not find the dice that hard to learn. I After don't either. A,
2: I just think it's easier because when I use the dice roller, it just tells me, and I don't have to go. This cancels this this cancels this and i don't have to buy seven sets of dice
0: that's the big yeah. thing is that the price
2: yeah
3: that's interesting because i know you like dice and i know you like rolling and it's I interesting love, that yeah. this game prompted you to do it to buy the it app actually, to make it better it's
2: a really good this is a total tangent but it is an excellent dice app uh the start, oh yeah, because it, it yeah. you can get it to make the dice noises you can actually just shake like the, chick, the hit, tray oh really? on your yeah it's cool yeah no a so it gives it you it a lot of satisfaction when I
0: ran a Star Wars game at the con
3: I just yeah. like the fact boys. that it streamlines all of that stuff it, really it does, does all that math yeah for it. well, it's not even math it does all of the
0: word parsage for
3: you yeah
2: <laughs> we're playing mostly it re- interprets the chicken
1: yeah answer. it does <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're playing mostly an Age of Rebellion game but we have very different characters so we've got kind of like a uh, Han Solo sort of ace pilot playing by uh played by Steven
1: mm-hmm.
2: Clockford. Nice. So yeah, and then we've got a that's uh, so perfect for him. Verpine mechanic. Verpine sort of bug people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the ones I'm And he of. sits the at the fake. table
2: and does this all the time <laughs> when he's talking. Um yeah, and he's and I didn't know that this was his deal, but apparently he's been playing because he's separated from the hive mind. He is just like he and basically the two characters uh, Clockwork's uh, Horky's character and and the Verpine are just like because we're supposed to be my character is a diplomat agitator. What, so I'm supposed what, to be what
3: species are you?
2: I'm a human. I'm a human, but basically, like, supposed to be sort of rebel uh, sympathizer. Yeah, like wanting to be part of the the yeah. rebellion. Um, so this is
3: taking place in... Kind of
2: mostly Age of Rebellion, even though we used the three different books to create our characters I think we got was it, was a couple characters out of the first book For those that
3: don't know, does that take place between 1 and 2? The movies, are, uh, New Hope and... Our
2: game is between uh, 3 and 4 after the Clone Wars Oh, okay Yeah
3: Okay, so just before New Hope hmm Alright
2: Yeah Yeah, so that was that's a lot of fun though We yeah. had a lot of stuff go down and are starting to kind of actually do.
3: How long have you been playing?
2: That was our 11th session, so wow. almost a year. So
3: it's a lot of character.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Character
3: driven stuff. Yeah. It's taken this long for it to start to really set up and shake down. That's yeah. cool, that's yeah. Cool.
2: And my character has, is it duty for Age of Rebellion, honor?
0: Maybe. Yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah, I think it is yeah, duty. is uh, you, you said duty
2: counterintelligence. So it's like that's been tricky to weave in there sometimes, but it's been a lot of fun. So it was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah.
3: And any other games you
2: played? Uh, I know you did. Yeah. We sat well, here all night. Listen, yeah. masks, <laughs> oh, which yeah, you masks. should totally listen to because it was uh, the beginning of an, uh, we're starting a new uh, arc. So we kind of did our. Issues one through six, uh, which are you know kind of volume one. Mass is novel. Uh, Jibs. Yeah. Powered
3: by the Apocalypse. It's it's their superhero. It's their yeah. It's their superhero game kind of.
2: Yeah, it's and that was a pretty good game. We had uh, we told Stu when we were leaving there were like feels at the table, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't happen all that often. I think that you get real kind of emotional. Uh, sort of gravitas at the table, and we actually at the end of that game had some.
3: You confided in me off serious... camera a couple of weeks ago that that you had never really grokked the superhero thing.
2: Absolutely. But now you got it. Yeah. Now I got bit, but yeah. I got yeah, bit. it's
3: pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love. I love superhero games. I recommend yeah. them to everybody. I think yeah. they're so cool because you get to play kind of two characters. You You get get your alter ego And then you get your superhero persona And sometimes you don't But either way there's complications It's so interesting to me And it takes place in modern times So there's so everything you know, they know, or yeah. could know, any exploit you can think of, you can... So it's, it's really immediate. It's like, I'm going to use my phone, or I'm going to hack a computer, or I'm going to go to the Apple
1: Store. Because they're you're, there.
2: You're right. The unlock, kind of, for me, was the fact that you can actually play the real person mm-hmm. with the superhero. So it's not just about playing, which I think, to me, is the difference between stuff like Marvel and DC, anyway. Totally. Peter Parker yeah. is so much more interesting yeah.
3: than Superman. Yeah. Or Clark Kent. Yeah. 100%. Even though they both work for the newspaper.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, lots of games. So we've got lots of games this weekend, yeah, too. Excellent.
3: Cool. Uh, who's next? Uh, oh, Flying
0: Jackalope bought a drink.
2: Hey, cool. Cheers. He's Cheers. one of our big
3: supporters. Thank you.
2: Oh.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Character. No. I was thinking about a shout-out. There's a shout-out we're yes. supposed to be doing. Um, I don't want to get his name wrong. It was uh the Obsidian Portal.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it was... Uh, I want to make sure, too, yeah, that I, I'm, I'm remembering I'm it correctly. It oh. oh, you're talking dun, about dun, dun. Useless Trivia Man? Yeah. Yes. Useless Trivia Man's campaign...
3: Who is, who is a big supporter of the show. He's been with us yep. for a long time. He's on the forums as well. And much to his surprise, he got nominated...
2: Yeah, he's uh, he won actually the Obsidian, Obsidian Portal 2016 Campaign of the Year award. No I don't want to actually, wanna, I actually like huge. undersell
3: it. He actually won. Yeah,
2: it. yeah. No, that's a that's a pretty freaking here it is.
3: Proby Tim wrote this now. Yeah. I'll just read what he said. Hey, so one of our listeners and, and re- uh, former regulars, Useless Trivia Man, won the Obsidian Portal 2016 Campaign of the Year award. Uh, I think that this a shout out on the next show. So. Consider this your shout out. So, Useless Trivia Man, who's very active on the forums, uh, everybody should go by and, you know, and there's a link there, I think, on the forums to his little thing. It's, I don't want to say a little thing, it, it, it takes a lot of work to make an Obsidian Portal campaign because yeah, it does. you have, to have links and wikis and everything. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's cool. It's like building a wiki from scratch. It, it is. It, yeah, he no, does. He did.
2: That's pretty huge because that's huge. a pretty. Uh, so, hey, Useless Trivia yeah. Man.
3: I, cheers. cheers, man. That's, that's cool. Cheers to
2: you, Flying Jackalope, because. Uh, Lots of love and the actual place from Flying Jackalope, so pretty cool.
0: There's that What beer. a strange label on this beer. Mm-hmm. It's actually a sticker? It's a sticker. Can you peel them off and put them on your car?
2: Probably. <laughs> mm. okay, I'll bring you a sticker next time. <clears throat> they're, they're delicious. It must beer. be
0: like a Pico Brewery, if they don't have it.
2: They are breweries. a new, they used to be a total micro, and now they've got their new, and they've got big, giant stainless steel, I don't know what you call those. I wanted to call them vats. Okay, but yeah, they're pretty awesome. Brewery West. I'm liking
3: this. I'm liking this. uh, What is it? A uh, a farmhouse? Is it saison? Saison. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, who's next to read? (laughs) Okay.
2: Uh,
0: It'll uh, go ahead and read you.
2: Okay. Uh, Is this your your first? Shouldn't be your players first. From Chris in Long Beach. That's an
3: intriguing
0: title. I'm
2: so it is. It. There are all
0: kinds of awkward teenagers going.
2: Uh-huh. What? what? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I so want to make like a like a fantasy romance novel based for that.
2: Hey, King of Renfair Stew and his Mary Jacker Court.
3: It's, they've gotten so good. They're so this. good.
2: I know. Yeah. Here is my jam confessional. Ooh, these are awesome. Yeah. In my late 20s, a close friend of mine came to me and said, So have you ever played D&D or any RPGs? I said, No. I always wanted to, though. My friend replied, Perfect. We should do it, and you should GM. Bogus!
3: That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> well, Well, yeah.
2: It, just, it works for some people. Uh, this stirred at like, me. It's
3: like, let's do a knock-knock joke. All right.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, you start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I got a really good one.
0: Okay, knock knock.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this started me trying to learn to GM in a vacuum. My friend put together a group and I bought I bought books to read. I listened to podcasts like Happy Jacks. Oh, this isn't even back in the day. This
0: is recent, yeah. Yeah,
2: and I watched Will Wheaton play Dragon Age on YouTube. 2 weeks later, I was ready. Or so I thought.
3: Dun dun dun. dun. dun.
2: The game started. What did I do? I had them all meet in a tavern, even though they had no idea how to role play. Hearing new tropes. That's awesome. That's right. Yep. That's where you always yep. meet. It was awkward and awful. First mistake. Well, look,
3: Listen, from real life, anybody you meet in a tavern, or a bar, or a discotheque, or a club, it's going to be awful and awkward.
2: Yeah. at First times are aw- awkward.
3: Awkward anyway. Oh, hey, come here, moron! Mar- okay, hey, so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Next, I assumed we were basically playing a live video game. Uh-oh. So what did I do? I put them in one fight after another. Right. They said things like, so I try to hit them. Or, uh, the paper says I make... A- An attack? Or (laughs) why do I have to do so much math?
0: I was told there would be no math
3: in this game. Yeah. (laughs) I was told. (laughs) We need to find that clip. I think it's on Fast Times Origin Ridgemont High. I think it's. I was told there would be no math.
2: I think so too. I just rewatched that. I, in my great wisdom, dragged this out for two more hours. Second mistake. At some point in all the fights, a couple of my players started to try things. (gasps) I run forward and dive between the spider's legs and attack from behind. And what do I do? What do I Um, do? Well, actually, there's a well actually. (laughs) Yep. The book doesn't say you can do that. (laughs) Everyone says, I am such an idiot. (laughs) Then I remember something in one of the books I read. It said to mix up combat with non-combat encounters. Oh. Like
0: So they went shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
2: how it. it. That's what our first <laughs> how non-combat started.
0: encounters were. Oh my god! They'd go back to town and then yeah. go buy healing potions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I say to them, or wait, uh, so they came across a valley with tree with tree laying across it. Uh, how do you get across, I say to them, very proud of my non-combat <laughs> encounter I thought up <laughs> on the spot. Right? My players proceed to give me option after option. They do everything I now know is thinking outside the box. Again, what do I do? Nope, that won't work.
1: Wah,
3: wah.
2: Why did I say this? Because it wasn't how I thought it should be done. Which right, is <laughs> mind you. Yeah.
3: Thought it should be done.
2: We spent an hour in real time at this encounter. An hour trying to walk across a log. Final (laughs) mistake.
3: So I haven't actually read this email, but this is where it's going. This is what the whole yes and filter is supposed to do. (laughs) You're supposed to, whenever they ask you a question, you run it through that filter first. Yes and.
2: See, but look at this. Okay. There's there's wind coming up. But there is wind coming up. Shockingly, my players wanted to try again next week. Gluttons for punishment, I guess. As I thought about the game in hindsight, I saw my mistake.
3: Good for you. Yep. So that that right there says he, he can learn. You can be trained. Some of
2: us know that firsts are sometimes painful, but
3: I but I can't tell you how many games I've played for yeah. quote experienced GMs that run games like this. They don't yep. they don't know they're doing anything wrong, they don't know it's yep. not fun.
2: Uh. As I thought about the game in hindsight, I saw my mistakes. I realized all the advice I had heard on podcasts or all the things I had read. I just ignored it because it wasn't what I thought was the only way to do something. I thought of it as my story or my world. I learned that I was really the problem and not my players. So I think my big takeaway from my first game was this. Players and GMs should never learn together.
1: <laughs>
2: and maybe I should be a better GM.
3: Can we put that on a t-shirt?
2: I, Players
3: and GMs should never learn together. Well,
2: I don't think I... I don't agree with that.
3: I, uh, I'm i with you. I uh,
0: Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: I am in agreement with you. Well Let's finish y- this and then, yeah. we can, we can, and then we can parse this. Chris
2: in Long Beach. Verk on the forums, who is an avid listener mm-hmm. of all the actual plays Long, as we well. Long Beach, did years? Do you know him? Uh...
0: Uh, I think I may have met him at a con. For my
2: poor players, Yep. PPS, I still GM for most of these guys. We are all much better now, and they actually enjoy playing. I know. You're shocked.
3: No, I appreciate that. We all appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Say what you were going to say.
2: I think that it's not horrible to learn together, Um, especially if at the end of the day everybody had as much fun uh, as it took for them to say, I want to play again. Because either these are good friends of yours, or they recognize that you guys were learning together, so that it, even though the process might have been awkward and uncomfortable and painful at times, uh, it was fun enough that they could see that the trajectory was going to be positive and that there was going to be a lot of fun right? to be had. Right? Yeah, so I don't think it's always bad. I mean...
3: And it's a collaborative thing. Exactly. I, 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 my take on this is, on-the-job training, I think, is much more important than what you can get out of a book. I can read how to yep. weld out of a book, but there's a physicality mm-hmm. that I need to learn. There's a muscle memory that you need to learn to weld. That's it. I mean, it's, yep. it's welding. You can, I can read about welding, or I can do welding, and the only way I can learn it is to do it. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And And it's even worse when you're dealing with something which is a collaborative <laughs> effort. Because the only way that you can learn to share, the only way that you mm-hmm. can learn to build a story together is to do it with other people. Otherwise, I you're writing really a agree. story in, your se- uh, in at home on your computer. Yeah. And, and that's great, too, but that's a story. That's not a collaborative storytelling, no. which is what we are uh, pontificating about for, for years now. Which yeah. Is, and you can't do that alone. And you no. have to learn
2: together. And I think there is there's a certain amount of value to be had in watching actual plays... And you know, I'm sorry, but like watching people like Will Wheaton play—that's a lot of fun. Or you're going to watch Acquisitions Incorporated. Or those are amazing, fun games with a lot of entertaining people who are good at what they yeah, do. But, but that is only going to afford you so much ex- like knowledge or I learning. I can watch
3: people weld, yep. but I still yep. don't know how to weld. I agree. I can yeah. watch people having fun. I can watch people having a game. Yeah. I can even watch people acting. But I don't know how to act. No, I, still I agree, hundred percent.
2: That's why I think like that's good research. And obviously, this is somebody who's been listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. but I, I've managed for a long time. And uh, you have to be willing to allow people to make mistakes because <clears throat> I, this isn't a very like no that's enlightening. Ex-
3: no, no, that's exactly. The but point. it's it like is enlightening.
2: people don't know what they don't know until they make mistakes. Well, here's okay because so- you might think like, oh, I totally get it. how to do this.
3: This is really exciting yeah. to me, because as a GM, you're kind of a manager in a way. Yeah. What, what's interesting to me about that statement is, do you you know when somebody comes in and they're green as all hell, and they comp, overcompensate, and they're egotistic or whatever, yep. and you as a manager, what do you do?
2: Oh, when they're... Do you uh, let them fail? You, ha- you have to, because I can micromanage the hell out of somebody, but two things. One is, no one likes being micromanaged. Uh and the, and the other thing is, once again, they don't know what they don't know. So I can tell you, you know, this is a stupid example, but I actually have th- an example like this. Like I could tell you, Stu, can you put these stickers on all these cans? And it's like I totally think like here's a sticker on a can. You're obviously going to know how to put that sticker. And then I come back, and the stickers are like,
0: and there's bubbles in them. Yeah, there's and all, bubbles,
2: yeah. <laughs> and they're all over the place, and some are and upside down. Right. Because you know, and then I can still like come up with okay, next time I'm going to tell the person blah blah blah. As a
3: manager you're like all right. next time I will say to center them and make sure that there are no bubbles and that they're all the same.
2: But sometimes you just don't know how that person's going to interpret what you're telling them. So at the end of the day people are going to still make mistakes. You can try to be you can train as much as possible. You can give people a lot of support and they still have to step in and do it themselves to really kind of grok what
3: and that's the crux of the yeah. biscuit, yeah. which is your players are learning, you're learning, yep. but you have to do this together. You can memorize all the rules in the book. It still
0: won't make you a good GM. How, how do you think the yeah. hobby started? Right? Absolutely. The hobby started yeah. with Gygax and Arneson coming up with the, the basic framework for some rules and sitting down with some friends and running this yep. thing for the very first yeah. time. Yeah, They didn't know yep. What they were, yeah. how it was going to end up. I mean, and how did most of us start? I mean, I started... I played in my buddy's basement. He that's had awesome. he bought the he or he got <laughs> I think he got it for Christmas or his birthday or something. He got the the basic set. He read through it and he kept telling us, "Oh, God, we gotta come over." We went over and we played it. I was hooked. Yeah, I didn't know, know that. It. And that's he had never GM'd before, right? and he just read through the sample dungeon in the back of the book and, and I mean, just went through and read the text, and we were just enthralled. As
3: bad as it was, yeah. at, in hindsight, you still there was something
0: there. Oh, absolutely, and and I think that, and I think what it what it is is you're seeing even if that particular game doesn't go so great, and that game was fine. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I barely even remember it now. It's been so long; it's like 35 (laughs) years ago or something. But even if it doesn't go great, someone who's going to be predisposed towards role playing games is going to realize the potential. Yep. And go. This could be really freaking awesome if this or that or you didn't always say no. Right. Right.
2: (laughs) Well, and I think, no, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think that's very true. And I think that when you stop learning, um, that could be just, I, I don't know. It's not harmful, but I love the fact that how long have you been GMing?
0: Oh, well, I, like I started.
2: I started GMing years. like
0: right after that, so that would have been in yeah. seventy-eight.
2: But I can tell, and you know, we don't necessarily have conversations like this about it. Almost but you forty still years. Still do stuff where you're molding and going off in different directions and trying new things. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. Tailoring your style and how yeah. you kick off a game, or and I just and think he just the, gets
3: better. Yeah. Exactly. Every game I play with Stu, which yeah. is the, yep. they're always exceptional, yep. but he just gets better. Yep.
2: So I think you always have to. Even the most amazing people that I play, I say play for because as a player, that's well said. Those people evolve and continue to learn, and they take things away from the table. um, Maybe not to the same degree as when you're first learning, but they still take things away and learn.
3: Unlike a lot of things, I mean, you you can be a musician and you can play music by yourself. You can mm-hmm. write poetry and put it in a book and nobody ever sees it. Sure. You can take photographs and put them in. That's a good point. The only thing that this is close to is acting. Yeah. You can't act in your bedroom because nobody's really seen. The, kind of the definition of acting is performing for people. You can, you can be a musician and, and write music or whatever and just never perform it for people but mm-hmm. you're still a musician however that term is and that's a whole different conversation. But in order to do RPGs, you need to do this with other people. It is a social, collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. You can't do it in a vacuum, and you no. have to be. And you have. And you're gonna make mistakes. Yep. And it sounds to me, that even though you you made terrible mistakes, they're all still with you, and yeah. you guys have all improved. And that's. And those that's are, the takeaway. Those
2: are still fun stories. Uh, they are. Guys, remember the first time we sat down and we spent an hour where they I are. wouldn't let you walk over the log because you couldn't figure out the right way to do it. <laughs> right, and, <laughs> and, and awesome. I'm mining
3: my terrible, yeah. terrible 15 yeah. year old decisions. Yeah. And it's true, we we do that. But that's that's how we. Yeah. That's the only way that you can improve and learn. Yeah. And, and the other thing I say is is that's why you should go to game cons is to get in other people's games to oh, see how they solve absolutely. the same situation. Yep. Right, so suddenly there's a log in the gully, yep. and they don't get across, and and he says, "So what do you do?" And, I, and, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my god, I could ask my players what they do and, and accepted." Oh my god, yep. or, or whatever it is, right? That's a flawed example, but but you see,
2: no, for sure, you see
3: what they're doing. So you cannot you cannot do this in a vacuum. Yep, you have to expose yourself to
2: well, in different players. You just have to expose yourself. Yeah different players, yeah. I think sometimes different systems. I mean, I, yeah. I've referenced this story more than once on the podcast, but that very, very early in my uh, player years, I had only played uh, D&D 4E four times and I went to my first con and the the first game I signed up to play was Burning Wheel. And Ooh. I had never played RPG before. I played 4E, which is probably... How the, is
0: Burning Wheel from a player's perspective?
2: I It broke my brain cuz but I was like little little RPG brain that went like this to your point about like I hadn't but it I I I like it. It is a different muscle that you exercise, but I remember being so frustrated at the table with kind of just like not understanding and not understanding how I could
3: I want to attack the do darkness the, because I'm it's sorry. different.
2: Like you're applying all these mechanical uh, mechanics to the social parts, and the mm-hmm. you know, there's an argument phase, and there's and I'm just like, oh my god, I don't, you know, everything
0: is parsed down. The into one thing the, 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 that's the that's the game that where the, where you write down what yes. your moves are going to be ahead of time. Yeah, and combat. you kind
2: of guess what the opposition is going to write down. I actually kind of s- like that. No, I I really do now, mm-hmm. and I've played.
0: Can combat
3: take any longer? Oh my god! Yeah, no. Uh, it's what is it you're writing here? You, you dodge, uh.
2: but it teaches you because it is pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is Mouse Guard. You might like a lot right. too. I bought Mouse Guard.
3: I tried to. I tried to run it.
2: Mouskirt's pretty cool.
3: It
1: is.
2: But it, it's... I, as frustrating as that experience was, and I didn't think I was having fun at the table, <laughs> I didn't, because I was just like, what? And I was just, like, making... We were all making... Because I played with a couple friends who were just, like, giving each other, like, WTF looks across the table. Yeah. But we then spent, like, literally three hours to, like, three in the morning talking about this Dissecting game. It later. Yeah, and it's, like, it... the. I learned more from being in that uncomfortable, awkward, what I thought was a painful experience.
0: Very much not D and D.
2: Yeah. Than I had learned so far. So it just like
3: I've learned more from bad managers who yelled and berated me. And whenever I get in a management position, I'm not gonna be that guy. So when you have a bad boss who's in a bad situation making bad decisions, you learn more from them. It doesn't, make, yep. it doesn't make Burning Wheel like a game. It just means that you learned what not to do no, and when presented I, with similar circumstances. I enjoyed circumstances. it, but it
2: was just like not what I expected. And, you know, I had one frame of reference, and this was not at all... There's a
0: lot of innovation in that game.
2: There is. It is. Maybe it's too much. It's pretty... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but it's all broken into chunks, so...
2: Yeah. No, it's... It's impressive. Well, they, they,
0: they, they eventually published a, one big book of Burning Wheel, didn't mm-hmm. they?
2: Well, there's uh, two, bur- two books, and then the Burning Codex, and then there's Burning Empires, and uh, Mouse Guard is oh, kind of so like. Oh,
0: Burning Empires is. I thought Burning Empires was like a
3: reissue it's, of the whole thing. F- no, it's oh, a it different.
2: Really? Uh, oh, kind okay. of a different setting.
3: Oh, okay. And, and to be fair, I've only only read Mouse Guard. I was going to run it for Young Emily, who's now. Mouse Guard's no, not young awesome. anymore. Uh, it. It's kind of Burning Wheel Light. It I, is. I, I, I'm not going to yeah. say it is, but it's kind of Burning Wheel Light. Yeah. And, and it, was, it, it was parsed down in, in kind of it. And after I read it, I'm like, I don't like this. No, this is not going to be my daughter's first gaming experience. And threw it out and basically did something else. But, I mean, Mouseguard yeah. is awesome, but I could savage Mouseguard and make it much more interesting.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think it's just an example that when you expose yourself to doing different things, or like you said, going to a con, playing with different people, playing... Right under different, you know, well, different yes. GMs. Yes. Like, you learn a lot. That was when I decided, I, I love playing more than I love jamming, but when I finally was like, I really want to jam, is not because my friend Joe was doing a bad job, I thought he was a great jam, but I found myself going, oh, I, would, I want to do this, or I would have done that, or what do you... Not because those were bad choices, but I found myself saying... I want to be in that driver's seat so that I can. And sometimes right. there's a story Make you want. There's a thing yeah. you
3: want to do. A Freak show came out of yeah. me wanting to do kind of an X Men kind of game. Yeah. With some and it yeah. came, and I'm like I want to just explore this. I don't yep. I don't know how to do. But I, and I and I found and I talked to Dave. I'm like, can you get me honest? I want to I want to try yeah. this. And but really it came upon me. It's I don't want to tell a story per se, but I, I I found the characters really interesting, and I think that that was the interesting hook. For a especially for a con game, which is oh, yeah. really cool characters, and then yep. you create like a, a cool little framework that they yep. go and play in yeah. I was hooked on the characters myself. I'm like I'm like I could do a, I could do a thing with this. Yeah, whatever it is to get you jamming. Yep. That's that's the impetus That's the no, story I think
2: telling. that's cool too. So I, I like a, I applaud Verk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I applaud the GM confession. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, there was something good going on there too because your folks wanted to play again. Yep. And that's cool.
0: It's, it did have a happy ending.
3: I love,
2: yeah.
0: a oh, love horror like, stories of the happy ending. It's like Virk from uh, um, God, what is that character? Was it in Best in Show? Uh, what's his name? Fred Willard. His character in Best of Show right? had been on a couple of uh, sitcoms and he had catchphrases. Oh. I have to do my Virk remember? No. <laughs> That's a long way But he nothing. had the same one, well, he had the same
3: character in in um well, it's Fred Mighty Willard. Wind. It's Fred Willard Which is like maybe because he's was like, Mighty Wind. It it was Mighty Mighty Wind, Wind. Where he's like he's like uh hey. I don't think so. I think that would be great or or uh, <laughs> What's happening or whatever it is. Yeah. I have, I have catchphr- to do my work. Yeah, the catchphrases. <laughs> right.
1: Cuz he was I a don't child actor. I think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Fred Willard was—he died recently, didn't
3: he? No,
2: me? really, no. I thought
0: Fred
3: Willard Is he, died. Isn't
2: he? Uh, well,
3: he's so he's so dry. Yeah, he probably look that died, up. and and we didn't notice him. We thought that's it was I a I think joke. he died. No. He was also in Wally. Wow. Oh, I guess not.
0: No, I, okay. I, I. I'm sorry. He just hasn't worked in a while, so you thought he's dead. Well,
3: they no,
2: Wasn't he in like Pitch Perfect or? Am yeah, he's in Who am i think I'm really yeah. of
0: that. that's kind of like him all the time. I. I, I don't
2: know. Fred Gwynn finally. <laughs>
0: No, it's not Fred Gwynn. <laughs> I'll what think about youths? this.
2: Youths. Oh,
3: what did you youths? say? Utes? <laughs> that that's why that's I'm an awesome do- And you know what? I, I played that for Emily a couple of years ago and she was hooked. She completely bought oh, it. And yeah. we played it for Jesse. That's Jessie, a fantastic. Jesse's like, I have no idea that this movie existed.
2: Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, oh, it's that it's it, well, that old.
3: <laughs> it's that old, yes, and and it's kind of it kind of went under the radar for a lot of people. People didn't and and because it was
0: such a funny film. It, you
3: go watch it it's again. An it's genius, film. and and she yeah. won an Oscar for it. And I yep. watched that performance, and it is Oscar worthy. I think so too. She nails it. Yeah. So for those of you haters out there, stop yeah. it. Go watch that movie again with fresh eyes.
2: She's I do nails it. That whole put thing with the, the my did biological did. clock is. T- well, in that whole scene where she's pissed off at him when yeah. she's in the in, in the, the courtroom. Yeah, and then she's like, he shows her the permission
0: to treat to, permission to treat the, the
3: witnesses oh, hostile. You
2: think I'm hostile now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like
3: The scene that and, uh, she's so awesome because my daughter wanted to do she's, an accent stuff, and I'm like, you should watch this movie and oh, do yeah. a New York accent. And but, but there's this scene of supposedly you put your little doe lip. Supposedly a little doe and you it through the woods. <laughs> And you see a brook A clear, still clear water And you put your little dough little <coughs> down You're taking a drink And bang Somebody <coughs> shoots you Your brain's all over the grass And I ask you Are you gonna care What that SOB is wearing? Although there's a lot yeah. Of swearing in that which, which is why she, yeah. which she presented it to her Her drama person Who went I don't think That that's appropriate Yeah Not, not for the class But <laughs> he did not want to Get the flag from the parents But anyway The point being It's genius
2: That movie is excellent Who's the guy That plays the prosecutor?
3: Because he's Gwynn. really good. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, no Gwynn yeah. is a judge Trotter, Mr. Trotter. He's really yes. good
2: too. Yeah, but she's exact Emmer. same
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> it really holds up.
2: It does.
3: And and you know what? It's it's a riff on Anatomy of a Murder, which is a Jimmy Stewart movie. Right. Uh, and it's a great movie. And it, it actually is it really Anatomy? Of a, well, it, it's they're not they're not copying it, but it's a riff on that whole okay. courtroom drama thing. It's like how Ishtar from,
0: is a road film,
3: right. right? Okay. And Anatomy of a Murder. Kind of started the whole courtroom drama thing because, and I saw interviews years ago, they were like, how are you going to make a court interesting, right? And they did. You're riveted. You're watching basically a courtroom drama. And without that, there would be no Perry Mason, there'd be no A Few Good Men. That's really There'd interesting. be no, and, and Anatomy Murder was kind of the first, they I had 12 Angry Men. Was kind I was going to say first 12 Angry
2: Men is real, what I think
3: of. Yeah, but Anatomy Murder really elevated it. It really took it to a different different level. And, What's and, the and,
2: Starrow, Is that in here at the win? Uh, um, it could be Yeah that's the other one I think of That's like But that's I, really awesome
3: It is
0: Way more geeky Than you Hey, hey Gina <laughs> yeah. Have you played Torchbearer
2: I have Okay well, well they're have. Asking in the chat room About yeah.
0: Torchbearer And someone said oh, J- Actually Jim said The person who could Answer that is, is <laughs> Off the top of her head Is on Mike." Um, they're saying that that might be a simplified version of Burning Wheel?
2: I think so, too. Okay. So it has, because it doesn't have those same, uh, but Mouse Guard does, that same mechanic where you uh, when you, the, the, like the argument phase. Right. Um, but it has some of the, of the <coughs> a lot of the same flavor as Burning Wheel. The thing so, that yeah. struck me
3: about Mouse Guard is that, is that you didn't deal with a lot of that until you got back to home base. Like, once you cross through the gauge home base, then all this other stuff happened. It was sort of weird. It was Well, like
2: and then the XP from failing, yes, yes. and that's how you learn. Um, Everything gets adjudicated. Torchbearer yeah. is pretty awesome. In fact, Sean Nittner, who I know you enjoy, too, because you like narrative control, his podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote an adventure that they are kickstarting right now called Stone... Oh, I'm horrible. Uh, it's like Stone Edge Mountain for mm-hmm. Torchbearer. Uh, and Torchbearer is awesome. Tor- torchbearer is like, I, I'm trying to think of what Luke, uh, Luke Crane says. Well, you
0: got a lot of windows on your phone. Holy mech. I know. Well. Didn't you ever hear of folders?
2: No, here's what I don't like how they look. All right. <laughs> they are aesthetically ugly. I just ask. You can ask people. I'm always like, why don't they let me put color on it? And then it just has a letter, so I know this is social media. Like I don't want to see all these little tiny dots inside my little app thing. You put your little dough lips down yeah. down to the river, down to the brook. River, down to the brook. Book. Yeah. Uh,
0: Tom says uh, torchbearer. He yeah. says uh, uh, Adam Cobell quoted. He's quoting Adam Cobell, torchbearer. The D&D's Vietnam, the Vietnam of dungeon crawls.
2: Here's what I wow. I was gonna say is what Luke Crane says That's another is that t-shirt. Torchbearer. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Torchbearer is their uh, love letter to D and D's encumbrance system.
3: Nice, well so said. It's
2: <laughs> a lot of um, carrying, yeah. and and it's,
0: weight. So management. it's the resource management. Oh my game. god,
2: yeah, but it was Ugh. so. It, no, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's a different kind of game. Right. Right. Um, I remember playing and you EverQuest. Have to take, and you know, like you do stuff when you take rest breaks, and you can only do it then. And um, but it was a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's huh. different kind of a game, though. But it's a lot of fun.
0: All right, source management. Yeah. Powered by the apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse clips. You want? Uh, you want to try that again? Powered by the apocalypse. Apocalypse. Falling damage. A couple lips. from Stephen SW Jackers. Steve here to talk to talk to you about powered by the apocalypse. Since a good portion of you seem to be ignorant about how it works, <laughs> by a good portion of you, you mean Stork, right? Because Stork is the one who says things that need to be corrected. <laughs> I don't know about something. I say I don't know. Yeah, but Stork will just go off about it. It's <laughs> I keep getting smacked with this on the forums. Uh-huh. Right. You guys said, "Yeah." When did I say that? Well, what was it? It was Stork.
2: Here's, here's the <laughs> funny thing to me. This is totally a tangent. Is I don't know if this is girl voice or if it's because, but I will actually be on mic and say that is actually not correct X Y Z, and people will still say that, no one has corrected blah blah blah, and I'm like I, I that's
0: I, because I I don't know if that's girl voice. I think that's because they're still raging over yeah. what was said. Right. Yeah, that they just it's like not we're not leaving. Whenever Stork says something about a game that he hasn't played, yeah. There should be a gap.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. A like rage gap. Pause, 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 pause. Yes. But my cover plan is working because <laughs> it drives
3: the forum. Yes, no, it does.
2: Absolutely. No, I think and honestly, <laughs> it's it's what it's it, what it's, we love. It's funny
0: when I when I I get accused of saying all kinds of things on the forum, and I'm like,
2: when did I say that?
0: And I go back and listen, oh that was
3: <laughs> <laughs> And to be fair, there's so many flares of power by the apocalypse. Yeah. And people have misinterpreted it. I played a couple of games and each one of them is radically different.
2: Well, uh, that is definitely true. Well,
0: setting drives
2: the, honestly, mechanics. More se- than
0: the, me- yeah, the mechanics.
2: I've said this before and I'm not going to point fingers because different people like different things but they're absolutely uh, flavors of, of Powered by the Apocalypse that I think are bad games. They are not all created equally. Well, sure. And it, it depends on well, what you
0: like. There's a boom going on right now. That's a much smaller yep. version of the of the D20. Yep. Uh, open OGL boom. Yes. Yep. It's way smaller in. Oh. But. Every the, everyone's doing it's like oh remember Savage Worlds was huge for a while yeah right well and Savage now? Worlds didn't have a, a, an open gaming license no though. No, no so no. it didn't have right. this weird boom thing
3: well but yeah. it's... when we started this Savage Worlds was was like, like on the horizon it was and the new
0: it was huge it was the new hotness for Everybody. a long time yeah. yeah
2: well and part of that is and
0: uh, then it was Fate yeah yes <laughs> and now it's PBA yeah
2: well and it has been for a while I think I, I, I it'll just think be something
0: else eventually
2: it will be yeah. It will be. And it's Stone Dragon Mountain. Sorry, I think I said Stone Edge, which is what my Pokemon's fight thing is. Sorry. (laughs) I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. It's Stone Dragon Mountain, and you should totally back it because it looks amazing.
0: Proby Tim recently asked how to determine if a fall would be lethal in Powered by the Apocalypse. So I'm writing in to address the question that should have been asked instead of what good is a number to you? Instead, what good uh, should have been asked instead? What good is a number to you? When the GM designs an encounter or an area, he will likely determine heights so that the damage of the fall matches what exists in his mind. 100 feet would be lethal, and I want this fall to be a lethal fall, so it's 100 feet. The GM then describes the cliff as a 100-foot tall, as 100 feet tall. The player, if they are familiar with the system, can then determine how lethal Said fall is why. Just tell them that's a lethal fall. How high is it? High, ten d six damage. If you must know. The same thing occurs in V twenty games. With uh, suspect for aura re- with suspect for aura reading, right? The, G- the whole okay. the whole you know uh,
3: extrapolation of armor class. Yeah. The
0: GM <laughs> uh, has to figure out the mood and translate that to a color the player then takes that color and pl- translate it back into an emotion <clears throat> oh yeah exactly uh, that's uh, uh, I don't know it's not making sense to me I'm not, it's not celerity it's what's it called what's the name of that goddamn dexterity oh,
2: not obfuscate uh, rate, rate Aspects. aspects. it's okay. the yeah
0: the player then takes that color and translates it back into an emotion. Dear God, why are we doing this? Just tell your <laughs> player the deep red aura with flecks of silver tells you that he's hor- a horny werewolf. I don't know. I'm making that shit up. Give me a break here. <laughs> <clears throat> That's true. The, the the thing is though, I, I may have a perception of what uh, this person is feeling. So I go through the book and I look and I'm saying, okay, those are the closest colors to it. Then she sees those colors and she's going to translate them more. So it's not rather than saying he's feeling this and that you actually want something lost in translation a little bit you actually kind of want that interpretation from the player
3: because it gives you more wiggle room and it gives them a margin of error Uh,
0: and yeah there's some vagueness a little bit of vagueness as there should be (coughs) yeah anyway (laughs) well I mean depending on how well they roll there should be vagueness in that powered by the apocalypse is not a game of numbers it's a conversation yes it is that (laughs) conversation starts with description how tall is the cliff tall. Why do you ask? I'm trying to figure out if I jump, what will happen? Mm -hmm. You might bust an ankle or a leg. Hard to say for sure. It depends how 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 you land. Traditional games train players and and GMs to play footsie with each other. It's taboo to simply ask if a fall would be lethal. Instead, the player and GM do an intricate nerd dance where they pass the information (laughs) in code if they are both nerdy enough. PTBA gets rid of the bullshit and lets the player ask what they really mean and obliges the GM to answer them. We're not here to trick you that the stakes are always yours for the knowing. Yep. P.S. Movement isn't something that is quantified and powered by the apocalypse, so a height isn't useful for that either. The only thing it would be useful for is, com- is comparing heights such as between a wall and a siege tower. Again, though, it would simply be easier to tell them. Sie- said siege tower is a man's height short of the wall of short of the walls. The actual math is just a distraction from the game at large. So you're not allowed to use numbers empowered by the apocalypse. There you go. T- is, well, that the,
1: is that
3: the takeaway you got from that? That's no, my takeaway from that. It's so not, when it's you not
2: complain the take next away.
0: time, Stork said it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think the takeaway is that it's a. Fiction first. Yeah. Conversation. 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 That, conversation right. that <laughs> uses moves to determine right. hits, misses.
3: That, that yeah. cleared it up. What?
2: <laughs> it's a conversation first. Okay. Yes. So yes. it's the conversation about setting up the narrative, and then you use moves. Which you get either on your playbook or basic moves from the game to determine where the fiction goes from there. Is there a miss? Is there a hit? Is there a hard move? That sort of thing. So,
3: in my moves, I can tell you what I want to have happen.
2: Yes. And then you, like you say, uh, I think this is what I want to. I want to kick
3: him so hard that he falls off the building.
2: And then I, I say, well, you know, maybe that's okay. And I go, yeah, so...
3: How high is that building? Is it enough to kill him?
2: Uh, building's pretty high. So... But you can't specify how
0: many stories it is. <laughs> no, I
3: guess. You
2: could probably say it's a 10-story <laughs> building. It's a 10-story building. You totally say, but it's not about saying... 10d6 damage. So the, the example he's using... Everything is
0: in
3: words, not numbers. So, for so the most part, Yeah, speaking, yeah exactly. Speaking. So, so it's I don't like, actually know if he's died or not, so now I have to go down to find out?
2: No, it's like if you if you kicked butt on your roll and you hit, he's probably going to die on the bottom if I set up <coughs> the, fictionally set up the fact that it's like a 10-story building. Um, or like in his example, it's like... I, or if
0: you were to say the Empire State Building. Yeah. Which, in yeah. the narrative,
2: yeah. has its own
0: height already yeah because that would certainly happen too
3: it's, or
2: I want to jump across so we're on a building
3: now. right uh, how high is the building I don't know what building are you on we're on the Empire State Building yeah, no, it's it not is so. now happened
2: yeah it's okay to contribute to the narrative and the fiction so that you understand your fictional positioning and then that you know it's a conversation do you know what I mean so yeah, it's like yeah but I'm going to
3: exploit it every b- battle is going to be in the Empire State Building well, and no, every villain I'm going to kick off. That's a, not of them.
2: always going to be well, especially like I going to fight hill me. hill giants in the you know on the plains of the. So there's oh, the Empire it, 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 State watch Building. Me, watch
3: me. Tone. Okay, so so we are we are we're on the plains, right? Um, g- uh, can I say this is geologically active and there's a rift that's that's right that that we're fighting on the edge of? If I'm going to kick him into that rift.
2: If that if that fit our scenario, yeah.
3: Because that's the thing about a power of power the apocalypse is that I'm gonna, I'm just gonna exploit the hell
0: out of it. Okay, Forrest has a a, a, a yeah. little powered by the apocalypse tirade here on the on the oh cool chat room. Oh, she's a
3: traveler fan. Go
0: for yeah. us. And of course, you can tell it starts with look. <laughs> <laughs> powered by the apocalypse is a Suzuki car. Like Suzuki's cool. <laughs> Drive the car. Don't like or understand how a motorcycle company can make yep. a car. Drive a goddamn Ford. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs>
3: I don't think think Suzuki's made a car in like 10 years, but you rock.
0: (laughs) Maybe they do in Canada. No,
2: No. and it's true. And I think we've talked about this before on the podcast is that people can also not like what they don't like, like what they like. Sure. You know, I have a a friend, Rob, from uh, Useless Dribble, Monkey in the Cage, that is not a huge fan of PBTA. He doesn't like that sort of, he feels like it's nebulous.
0: There's one resolution mechanic for everything.
2: Yeah. And then he, like, uh, in Dungeon World, if you're going to... I want to make a perception check, it's discern realities. But then there's a list of questions, depending on if you hit strongly or you hit in the middle, that you get to ask. And he's like, those questions never ask what I really want to know. You know? And some (laughs) of us are like, no, I'm totally cool with that, because I'll figure out how to frame the question I want. And some people are like, yeah, I don't like that. And that's totally okay. Sure. It's totally okay.
3: I'm not... Well, we are judging because that's kind of the thing about this is is trying to trying to show the difference between systems, and so we have to judge. But uh, I, you're right. I'm 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 not going to hate on people that love yeah. Power of the Dogelops. I'm not, and I I find the games that I've played they're all radically different, and the yeah. rules have changed from game to game. So how am I supposed to know? Sometimes this happens, sometimes that happens. But I do know it's narratively controlled. I do know that whatever I say, the GM honors. Sometimes to a fault
2: not, not always though, but yeah uh, it depends on sometimes who you play
3: mm-hmm. with I, I, too. I, that's what I'm I, saying but, I, it, yep. but but it is every game I've played it seems like a different game now that's not yeah. that's nobody's fault, but I have played in I'm gonna say half a dozen uh, you, probably apocalypse games yeah. and including gyps and Gyps was a lot of fun. But it was different than the one that I played before. Absolutely, um, and not because of the topic, but the rules and the way they were interpreted yep. were different. And I think that that's the flaw for me about Power by the Apocalypse is it is really open ended to it and really open to interpretation. And that's cool, but it's not always. I mean, I kind of, I kind of want a randomizer. I kind of want to be able to fail. Other than you just got
2: one, you can fail. You got yes, one. occasionally. And that was the last. The last. Two D six.
0: Yeah. The same randomizer as Traveler.
3: Six, six I,
2: five, I, four, three, two, one. I get fatal. it.
3: I get it, but I'm still able to manipulate that fail into a win. No. No. Well, I've done it.
2: You, it depends. The, <laughs> you,
3: That's if because you, you're a charming you motherfucker. Should, Maybe.
2: <laughs> not but you should fail on that. Someone might like say, "Yeah, you, that guy falls over." But the hard move that that person's going to make on you for that fail is something that they're going to they're do something different with. Most of the time, somebody's going to be like, yeah, that doesn't happen. And what's possible is you went off that building. Like, that's the fail. So it, it might depend on who you're playing, or they might say... Because it, it, that's a miss. That's a miss. I,
3: I know. It's supposed but, to be. But a miss is not really, doesn't really count, because you're like, well, next turn I'm falling down a building. I'm going to do a catch. And I'm going to catch myself on the flag.
2: No, you're going to swing myself back to, up to the
3: top of the building, and i want to hit the villain on my way up. That
2: fail that you made.
3: Well, yeah, that's fine, but, but you yeah, did. I'm falling. I've still got how many seconds before I fall? Well, uh, heights don't really matter, but uh, yeah, I've still got a couple of. I've still got to turn before I hit the pavement to rescue myself.
2: Well, and I think that's sometimes. Uh, I think sometimes that's the the. I don't know how I want to phrase this. Well, here's um, what I would
3: do. I would catch the flag, I would bounce, I would pull it, I would bounce back up, and I would land back up on the top of the building, ready to fight again.
2: Yeah.
3: Or, well, that's what I would say.
2: It's no, fire by but, the apocalypse, let's
3: roll some dice.
2: Then you've not played for, for you've played with...
3: <laughs> so, it's a miss, I'm falling, but I haven't um, hit the um, pavement yet. Do you going to give me a round to fla- fall through the air?
2: Not necessarily,
3: you have to hit the page. Oh yeah,
2: you know. It's like if if narratively it makes more sense for your I've died in those games. I've failed my dice rolls to the point where it's like, you know, the hard move that the is the right move to make mm-hmm. is that your character dies. Like that has absolutely happened to me in PBTA games. I think it just depends narratively on what kind of game you're playing. And I think sometimes the maybe the I don't know if I want to say the word trouble, but is that um, Vincent uh, Vincent Baker, who is the di- designer of Apocalypse World, like is very uh, okay with people using that mechanic? So there is a lot of PBTA mechanic out there in a lot of different games, but not necessarily all the games are really so. It's almost are really the same spirit of that game because really if you're kind of following the tenets of what he set up as a Powered By game, like where it's a conversation first that you and I are having and that the moves kind of trigger the resolution, um, then it's a PBTA game. But there are so many other- I thought
0: the conversation triggers the moves.
2: The conversation does trigger the moves. Sorry if I said that wrong. But I'm just like, and then a lot of that, a part of that does involve that 2d6 and the 10 and above is a strong hit and the 7 and 9 is, you know, a hit with consequences. consequences. And But um, there are actually games now that are PBTA or maybe more appropriately Apocalypse Engine games because they are more like the spirit of what the Apocalypse Engine is supposed to be about versus the actual just 100% mechanical pieces. So th- you're right, there are just so many flavors of that.
3: So would it be fair to say that if you played a couple of Power by the Apocalypse games, you could still be wrong?
2: Yeah. Because I do think it it depends... <laughs> so stop,
3: I, I stop, stop, eight, well, no, because we need to drive more forum stuff. Yeah, yeah no, keep, and keep I think that's, that's
2: okay, because I think we... Say some
0: more wrong shit. Yeah, well,
2: right I will. To be quite <laughs> honest, we all, uh, we are all sassy and disparaging about the things we don't like. Oh, sure. So it's not even that you don't like them, but it's not necessarily it's not even your, that your that biggest... Underst- yeah. it's
3: not even that I don't understand it. Yes, so I, it's, we get a lot a of times flip. I speak in hyperbole and a lot of times exactly. I speak in exaggerations. I get, I get what Power of the, Power of the Apocalypse is trying to do. I kinda have a problem with the mechanic yeah. of making me fail. It's it's not quite right. It's not I'm trying to I'm trying to put words to to what the mechanic is. I kinda have a problem with it. It kinda sticks in my craw. I I still just prefer storking up my dice. I fail enough. <laughs> I don't actually and, and, and I the way I play, I tend to just choose to fail anyway. And I get what power by the apocalypse is trying to do, which is force more people to make it. Excuse me, there is a fly. There's a fruit fly. Oh, that's no, I buzzing know around, there is. Sorry, and we've all been smacking we're at like it. Yeah, crazy and the problem fall. is, there's there's one. Food, someone put I, food yeah. in my trash can. And, and it wasn't empty. But anyway, there's a fruit <clears throat> fly. So if we just are smacking like we have been, and I almost did, it's not Tourette's. It's not Tourette's. <laughs> it's not Tourette's. No. If, although, <laughs> that's my favorite disease, and I don't want to make light of anybody that has Tourette's, but I really. I, Send gonna, your. I'm gonna Damn, pretend. I'm gonna pretend when I'm 80, if I make it to the <gasps> 80, to have Tourette's, no. just so I can swear at kids. This is <laughs> my my lawn and my, I
2: can swear. my fantasy, sort of for real, was work <laughs> work related stress induced Tourette's, <laughs> where you would have to accommodate me for saying all the worst things yes! ever okay. at work because it's like that's
3: exactly what I want to have happen. I'm just yeah. I just want to say it.
2: Yeah. And it's like I have Tourette's. Either that, it's work-related yeah. stress for Tourette's, but it's yep. Tourette's.
0: <laughs> work-related stress, Tourette's.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Okay. That RPG. Was long,
2: that was good, though.
0: Yeah, it was. Here's a very long email from Kenigma. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? No, it's I, mine. I haven't read yet. Yeah, I don't think you did. Didn't I? Oh no, I did. I read one. Did you? We should split this up because it's like four pages long. Okay. Work has kept me off the forums, Twitch, and other emails being a <clears throat> super rich
3: and a hot <laughs> secret agent who is also an astronaut just keeps me so busy. That's but super awesome. I find myself with <laughs> a little time <laughs> between missions. Let me have my delusions. <laughs> As of this year, I have been the uh, uh, roleplay GMing or RPR GMing for 35 years. <clears throat> Holy shit, I'm old.
0: Yeah, next year, I will have been been playing role playing games for 40 years. 78. Really? Seventy-eight. Yay! Yes. And in that amount of time, you end up with some
3: crazy stories and lots of lessons learned. I thought I'd share some of my more colorful experiences and how I handled them. They're like mini horror stories. Maybe the Happy Jacks Brain Trust is a better solution than what I came up with, or can can yeah, is- can came up with. King, 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 King. Can can well. It's the best card. ever. It's a, it handling be, big groups.
0: Is it five pages?
2: It's got bullets. It's got bullet points. I it like has bullet on, points.
3: I just I just like that. Which version. actually reduces gonna, the pitch. Stop interrupting me! I'm going to do this fast. Handling big groups, which is I awesome. Handling
2: five groups. pages.
3: Once upon a time, I bought a new game that wasn't Gerps. The shame, the shame. <laughs> Set out the customary. Here's what the game we're playing once in. I got 12 <laughs> interested people. My first thought was, how exciting. Oh, no. Immediately after I thought, what the fuck do I do with 12 of players? My solution. Lottery. Point the first I centralized the group in one town. The setting is post-apocalyptic survival with the players being a band of mercs that run missions and always end up back at their home base. Good solution. Two. The uh, bullet point. The second. The games to run every every two weeks ish, and invites are sent two games in advance. The first six to confirm are were in.
1: Oh. Anyone who wanted okay. to play and didn't yeah. make the cut
3: had the right to the refusal for the first game we that's, played.
0: That's like how I was running the Infinite Worlds game. It's, it's like you go on a team. Each mission yeah. is a yeah. thing. Totally and, and perfect. And also uh, Ashes of Exodus. Yeah. And oddly cool. enough, Infinite Worlds was. GURPS,
3: GURPS. GURPS. Yeah. yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah. <laughs> My players at the time were
2: a little constipated. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <were> late twenties <20s laughs> to forties. Okay, Low job. <laughs> I'm I'm looking for some voiceover work. If anybody wants to hire me, that's so funny. <laughs> My players at the time were from late twenties to forties. Almost all work and have adult stuffs. So the ability to not be obligated to play worked really well for everyone. Uh, one of the fun outcomes, the bullet point yeah. the second. One of the fun outcomes was that one game, uh, we got five players. Then the next uh, one, I'd get five different players, maybe one or two from before. But the jobs they ran affected the reputation and holdings from the whole of the whole group. Yeah, it was like Mission Impossible. Uh, so uh, you may play one month and come back, and the next would be like, why? Why don't we have any money? And why do these people hate us? Or why is everything <laughs> on fire? <laughs> It made for some really fun role-playing in inter-party conflicts. Cool. Uh, the second topic. Handling unruly players. So, yeah. We've all had those, right? Well, this one time in <laughs> Pancast, this one time, we played a game that had political and social elements with different societies, and the conflicts came from different entities interacting. The players had to deal with them, each by picking a side, just navigating the various personalities to achieve their goals. So, Without getting into the details, a couple of players' real-life politics didn't line up with the games, not real-world policies. Uh, they felt like being very vocal over what was the correct political-slash-social way things should happen. They stayed up game time and patience, wasn't constructive, and generally was irritating to everyone. <clears throat> we all played games to blow off steam, not to fight f- with friends, so I wanted a I wanted to put this down quickly. Bullet point the first. My first attempt to settle the situation was to ask all the players to keep their personal politics out of the game. Simple. Right. Fair. Right. (laughs) Fail. Players just went right back to it at every opportunity. Uh, Next was simply to ban political conversation from the table and remove the more political aspects from the game so there wasn't anything to set people off. Fail. Same (laughs) players just find something to pick at and off they went. Frustrated with the soft touch, I finally spoke to each of the players separately and said if they couldn't control themselves at the table, they weren't welcome at the table.
1: BAM! That's yeah. drastic,
3: but I had other players at this point Get fo. didn't want yeah. to play if those players came to the game, and I really draw the line when you destroy other people's fun. It is inconsiderate and nice selfish. Nice job. I wasn't happy with how this played out, and I would have liked to have had more diplomatic solution than a threat. But I was at my wit's end, and quite frankly, after weeks <laughs> of rhetoric, I and the other players were just really over it. We're really just over it. The gaming table, at least mine, wasn't a place for this, and I just want to kill shit and take stuff.
0: You want me to handle it from there? Hand over? Hand, hand, hand
1: over.
3: Hand
0: hand over. Up. Okay. <laughs> Wrestling. Tag. All right. Handling no shows. Look. I'm not a monster. <laughs> Shit happens. But you are. Life happens. This is just a game. I get it. But to commit to something that then not show or to cancel last minute is just inconsiderate. After years of flaky players, I've hit upon a formula. Hmm. One, if the reason is legit, then I ask that in the future they give a heads up. Now, I'm assuming this is people who just don't show. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I don't understand. That is like the height of flakiness.
2: It totally.
0: I mean, it's yeah. flaky to say, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it because I've got opera tickets. Or, Dude, yeah. we live in California. The, 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 the focal point
3: of flaky people. And, and even here, they're like, you know, people don't just not show up. They, no. may, they may say hours before the game, oh man I flaked I, w- I just woke up or whatever but uh-huh. but at
0: least they tell you. If, you if people don't I assume they're in prison okay? <laughs> <laughs> or get on the road and, and I'm not their yeah. first phone call which I totally understand
1: yes
3: <clears throat> I don't know man if I'm in prison and I have a game I'm calling you call first the and then first. My, my tagline will be man I can't make the game but Can you call a lawyer for me? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because if you're in jail, your wife's not talking to you. Nope. (laughs) Uh, In the future, they give a heads up. We tend to play every two to three weeks, so I ask for a week in advance if at all possible. If it happens again with little or no warning, reiterate the above. If the problem continues, then I just place a gun to their head. No, then I just (laughs) place them in a reduced role where the character is not part of the main story.
1: That's mm-hmm. fair, I think. Yep.
0: Well, yeah, but it's it's fair. I mean, I, 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 I had games where I had planned, okay, we're going to go visit this character's homeland, and that character doesn't show up. Yep. And it's like, uh, what do I do now? <clears throat> so, uh, I still want to see my friend, and I still want them to play, but I also don't want them to hold up the story everyone else is participating in. If after that, after all of that, it still doesn't work, then I just they just fall off the invitee list. Mm-hmm. If a player asks, then I have a conversation about why they aren't in the game anymore, and if they can work something out, we do. This all assumes they aren't le- they aren't legit reasons that can be worked around. If there. Are, If there are, if they are, then I work out something with the player to allow the troubled player to play. Typically, the group is more than willing to make allowances. Allowances must be made. Uh, I've seldom had to do much past step one or two with anyone, but there wouldn't be a step three or four if I hadn't had a couple of them. In this modern
3: day, everybody's life is really busy. Um, We're experiencing it ourselves with the mode game. Uh, People aren't able to commit or they commit but they're like stuff happened Uh,
0: Jesse's the the wives are doing doing a couple little mini tours and and
3: Jason missed a game and then we were able to work it out with him he was in Baltimore in a Mm -hmm. hotel room we were able to Skype him in two blocks away from
0: Bertha's muscles yep (laughs) from <laughs> Which is sort of, eh, apparently. Yeah, but still. Because but still. Yeah. when you're exactly. ashore in Baltimore <laughs> and you fancy <laughs> a
3: bite to eat <laughs> just follow your, your nose <laughs> to Bertha's
0: <laughs>
2: you're,
3: you're in for a rare old treat.
2: How do you know that?
0: Because we're folk singers. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's like <laughs> a, a, a legendary song that was oh, written in the 1970s. 1970s yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and It's about Bertha's bar and grill or whatever it's yep. called in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, And and there's a big sign there that says, Eat Bertha's Muscles. So eat Muscles.
3: Tony Baran, and I don't remember ah, who the other guy was, yeah, wrote the song Colin. for him okay. called You can eat, okay. eat, okay. eat them, them in the dining room, you can eat them in the bar. In the bar! So,
0: when you were sure Baltimore, that was where I
3: picked
2: I it. I missed Fall, <laughs> by the
0: way. Yeah, it, it might one day be back, who knows. Okay. Anyway, yes, okay. carrying on. Handling snipping.
2: Eh. Snipping? Or sniping.
0: Passive aggressives. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't typically catch on to these behaviors at first because I just don't expect people to behave this way, but sometimes they do. Well, I guess apparently you have not
3: game with enough people that uh, hold uh, grudges, but uh, that's not necessarily your fault. It might be, uh, you know, somebody else's. We don't blame you for your ignorance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I try to err on. <laughs> I try to air. I was the being side. passive aggressive, by the way. Yeah, Is that good. Did so I was do it. good? Was it was okay? Good. Very
2: good. <laughs> I saw what you did there.
0: I tried to air. It was all right. <laughs> I mean, it's a good first effort. Yeah. <laughs> I try to err on the side of caution because some gamers aren't always good at the <laughs> social. <laughs> <clears throat> I threw it, up in say, my say, mouth a little we bit we because say, we say that's going to be like parent uh, adulting. I
3: know, and we say it's a it's a um,
0: it's a stereotype, but but he had it in quotes so and so they come off as trolly when they don't mean to yeah how do you tell i wish i had a good answer for that here are some examples of my experiences oh good
1: mm, this is once upon a time i got <laughs> an
0: email list of rules problems from a player that were never discussed during the game <laughs> no <laughs> It's not so
3: passive-aggressive.
0: Oh wow. Awesome. It's a bunch of rules that you didn't do in the game that I want you to know. <laughs> or it may be like, well, let's just do it wow. this way, and then we'll, then we'll address it later, right? Because I do that all the time. Welcome to doing wow. actual plays.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, right? It's called a forum. <laughs> ah. That just killed me. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can imagine jamming a game. There's so much rules
0: that I haven't even done. It's, <laughs> here are the grapple rules, just in case. Getting a multi-page, rambling wow. email of problems just isn't <laughs> constructive. But I address the concerns before the next game. <laughs> Note the issues centered mainly on the player wanting to play an entirely different game, have more spotlight, read in the main read, be the main character and so on.
3: I b- I Betty he would be at having his backstory in mind as well.
0: I asked the player to either bring <laughs> issues <laughs> up during the game or after. <laughs> so we could discuss and handle any issues <laughs> that they have that, that it, as they happened or at the end of the night in the future. I got a new list after <laughs> the game, oh. even more rambly than the other. And it was very aggressive. Well,
1: actually, <laughs> oh,
0: I then realized the player was upset because oh, no. the game wasn't going their way. Yep. They're then there. there are players who give non-construction. Now, I should say, one of your things as a GM, you're a performer when you're a GM, and mm-hmm. one of your one of your one of the things you're supposed to do is scratch the itches that the players have, and if the players are looking for certain things and stuff. Isn't that kind of part of our responsibility as GMs?
2: No, I think I mean, not always. No, I think it is too. But it, I suppose it it could depend on the degree to which this person wanted to be the right. Because we've all played with those people that want to be all the things, sure, all the and time, in all the places, right. all the time. I, I have that skill.
0: I can do that. Yeah. I can yeah. do that too.
2: I wanted Try to, I to go move? do this thing, but then this player that wasn't going to do that thing wants to do this other thing that sounds kind of cool. So I, I'm, I'm going to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm there. I, le- I left. Oh my god! I left, why are you letting the rogue
3: I'm pick this lock? I can do this so yeah. much better. I actually yeah. have a skill on this. I can't believe yeah. you're letting. You-
0: but I mean, and there are player types that are incompatible.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I get that, and I, I know that. So yep. And, and at that point, don't put up on them. Uh, sure. And then I realized the player was upset because the game wasn't going their way. Then there are players who give non-constructive complaints during the game. I'm not talking about rules <laughs> questions or. Oh, hey, that wasn't what I meant slash understood. But some unreal stuff. Oh, this is my purview. Here (laughs) are some examples. I don't like the dice we use to play 210 sided. I think we should use different dice. Yeah, I've done that. I've
1: done that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Me. Well, I can't do much about that. The whole system is based off of two D10s.
3: (laughs) Well, you're the GM. Just fix it.
0: I want to play GURPS and not this. Yeah! (laughs) Me. Well, we agreed to play the system. Maybe once we finish the first arc we can vote on playing a different system.
3: Oh, bogus. Fuck <laughs> these, this, I'm gonna roll
0: my tens, man. These complaints came after agreeing to play the system and in the middle of the game, often after something didn't did not go the player's way. Or the always popular player who wants an undo button or to just or just to bitch. After a scene had played out, and as I'm setting up the next scene, he says, Hey, you didn't let me do thing, or you did rule wrong, etc. <laughs> me, okay, why didn't you bring that up when it happened? You didn't give me a chance, so I'm bringing it up now. Okay, let's just retcon. No, it's done now. I don't want to go back. Huff,
2: <laughs> huff.
0: I mean, That's the parenthetical huff?
2: Yeah.
3: Ca- oh, no, it's just done now. No, it's it's just done back. now. I don't want to go back.
2: <sighs> I in all,
0: in all cases, why did this guy keep playing? I'm sorry. Uh, now, I've had a lot of this stuff too. I was this guy sometimes. Uh, in all cases, the player was taken aside with for a private. So, what's really the problem here, you stupid son of a bitch? No, I, I, that's editorializing. Sorry. Uh, what's really the problem here, conversations? I try to be patient and often judge the intent by the response to the private conversation.
3: Some of my favorites. First of all, I want to give you kudos for that, having the adult conversation and yeah. then judging them, because that's the kind of thing, you go into these conversations just ready to hate them for the, for the antics, the shenanigans they pulled, and I give you high, high marks for being an impartial judge. That's good.
0: <clears throat> I'm just doing what you said in response to me asking the play- that the players speak up if they didn't understand something. Instead, they use that as an invitation to complain about everything about the game. You can't take feedback <laughs> after my describing several instances where they verbally attacked either me or other players. You're picking on me because I was talking to the player privately. You're all ganging up on me because I prob- I-, I brought it... the issues up to the group and the entire group had issues with that player. Those last two were the same player. Sigh. Yeah. (laughs) Man child. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? In these cases after trying after having tried to work with the player to no avail they're invited to not
3: return. I like that turn of <laughs> I think that also needs to be on a t-shirt. You're invited to not return.
0: <laughs> In most cases, though, I find that things can be straightened out over a beer or two and some understanding. But it really just takes one asshole to ruin everything, so I tend to it's be kind of protective true. of my gaming group. Although... My and I'm usually that asshole. That's what you were going to say. No. That yeah, I know. Yes, you yeah, were. Yeah. My handling of of the passive aggressive uh, p- passive aggressive how many beers have I had? Passive <laughs> aggressive types is probably more terse than it should be. I'm open to counseling. I don't know. It sounds like you're being more than fair. You want me to pick it up?
2: I got Mr. it, Mr. Beers. Oh, 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 all right, go for it. it. Handling a game that is well. There's only
0: like six pages left, right?
2: No, there's only like okay. uh, this is the last it's little section. <laughs> we parse this up. Correctly. Excellent. Yeah. Handling a game that isn't working. Sometimes a game just doesn't work, and you have to really pick up on that.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: always ask if everyone had a good time and if they have feedback at the end of the game.
3: As Stu does. Mm-hmm.
2: But I found a lot of players don't want to be a whiner, so they will suffer through a game.
0: Absolutely, or, or you'd say, "Yeah, it was great." Yeah, you it was nothing? a little
2: fun. Right, a <laughs> fun. <laughs> Once well, upon a time. Well,
0: to be okay,
2: to be yeah. fair,
3: at the end of a game, sometimes. You just want to go home. You're tired. Well, no, yes, but there's also just a lot to process. You're like, yeah, sure. I'm. I'm not sure I can. It, it's like you just got off a roller coaster. Your hair's back. You're like, I, I'm. Just, I'm not sure if I can. I, I again, I quit uh-huh. acting. I just got off stage. You That's can't true. Ask. I cannot give you a straight answer. I need. I need a couple of minutes, 20, 30, an hour, a day to decompress. And give you a straight answer because i'm still high yeah sometimes the moment.
2: sometimes there's feedback right away and then sometimes yeah
3: if it really you sucks you'll get it ruminate but for the most part i mean it's just like if you've ever been on stage and you get off stage mm-hmm. so there's this high and people come up and ask you questions and you're like and you get and something flies out of your mouth and later you're like i have no idea what i just said to that person <laughs> 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 something flew out of my mouth carry on
2: <laughs> once upon a time I asked everyone if we wanted to pick things back up, and I got some feedback along the lines of the game is depressing. It depressed me. I don't want to play games for that.
0: That's a totally legitimate thing. Yeah. Uh, Although, if you go into it and you know you're going to be playing Call of Cthulhu.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This game,
3: it's so depressing. I mean, it's Elder Gods, and when nobody wins, I'm going insane. I want to win
2: explainer We were playing a bleak apocalyptic game where you were just trying to survive. Fighting for food and in fear for your life isn't fun.
0: I play two, Fallout. It's fucking fun. <laughs> two or
3: of
2: my
0: apocalypse world. Yeah. Which oh, may yeah. very well have been what they were playing.
2: Two of my players are immigrants from other countries that, as opposed to immigrants that they from this left, country. <laughs> <laughs> right? That they left because, well... Passive-aggressive, man. Except there. <laughs> that's <laughs> not
0: passive-aggressive.
3: All this did was
2: remind <laughs> them about how much their lives used to blow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, that's, so, th- so That's a
2: point of view.
0: <laughs> they're from some worn, torn region from the Ceausescu era. Yeah. And they, and they escaped here and was like, this is just <laughs> like home. Yeah where yeah. are the death camps and the mass graves yeah,
1: yeah i don't yeah. want to do some off color action but i have to at
3: this point maybe i'll, I'll pick india it's, you are you are giving me flashbacks of terrible things that have happened and I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> but i i just had to do that you in can order address to put that in your into perspective emails for me. to, yes. to
2: stork. stork at happyjacks.com. Uh, i brought this up to the other players and everyone was unanimously like oh hell next game this is a bit of an extreme example, but I always try to stay aware of if people look like they aren't having fun.
3: Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, yep. that's tricky, though, because sometimes people are having fun, but they're stacking dice. Yeah. And then you look at them and you're like, oh my God, this person is having yeah. fun, and you want to call them out, and they're like, no, right. And then you
0: ask someone, later, they're like, no,
3: yeah. oh, I had a blast. No, but I, well, it's see, I, even when do.
0: I'm GMing, I'll stack dice. I, I know. And I totally, I, I know. I, well, here's the thing it's Just because it's a fidgety thing. You, yeah. You, you need to know
3: your players to know when they're not having fun, because. I stack dice, I fiddle, I look away, I'm checking, but I am paying attention. And to say that, man, I noticed you were not paying attention to the game is not fair, because that's not the way I participate yeah. in games. You know? yep. Sometimes I'll draw, and I'm still there. Yeah. But yep. it, it's it's a, it's a slippery slope. From from you standing on high, looking peering over your GM screen, scanning your players... And trying to, and then and then interpreting what it is that they're having, if, if it's fun or not fun.
1: Uh
0: oh. Cyber Everything says, well, don't run Papers Please the RPG. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Papers Please? Uh, what I do now is after every five or so games, I put. Uh, the group or i ask the group if they want to continue the game we're playing now or look at something else uh, this gives the players that would not ordinarily speak up an opportunity to say oh this was fun but let's try other game for a while what is nice here is that we get to experience lots of different games right now we jump between trail of cthulhu and dresden files mainly oh cool yeah ken Kanigma 23 on the forums Not that I've had time to get on lately, but I'm in there in spirit. No, I know the name. Me too. Funny emails is what I remember. Yep. P.S. Sorry about the length.
0: That's what he said.
2: (laughs) P.P.S. of the email. What did you think I meant? (laughs) He knew. He He knew. He knew
0: where we were going to go because we're 12.
2: I know. That's what I like about us. Well, if
3: it's funny once, it's funny every time.
2: It kind of
3: Like it Call of Duty.
2: <laughs> 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 <sighs> All right. <For> See? <laughs> yeah,
0: no,
3: it's funny.
2: It's always funny. Uh,
0: anything important happening in the, here in the yeah. uh, chat room? I don't think oh, so. Oh, what's the chat no? room? No, it doesn't look like it. There's nothing really important happening there. Hey, so oh, oh, and Forrest did say she made her dwarves Hindu in one of her games. People were very mad that they weren't Scottish.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't all dwarves Scottish? That plan is
0: not all of them are very Scottish I, at all. <laughs> Great,
3: she's being shortest, highest. Uh, I play mine as Vikings. I might. They're just they're just angry little Vikings. Hello, I am a doof Yes, <laughs> yeah. I would mess you up with my Viking axe. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I kind of want to make a Marissa Tomey, uh, my cousin Vinnie, uh, character now. Yeah, it could be a dwarf. Yeah.
3: No, nah, it's going to be totally An a superhero. Elf? It's going to be your like roller girl superhero. Yeah, character. no, one of my
2: superheroes I'm going to play uh, the next time I get to do a superhero is going to be called woke AF.
1: Okay. Woke
2: as fuck, woke AF. And they're going to do, I want them to have psychic powers, and then they're going to, like, hurt you, like, I don't know, like, your memory of your first lost love pierces your, they're going to be that kind of, yeah.
3: And when you make a character, this is, maybe yeah. this might be a bit, tough, when you make a character, you should run the filter of, how would this be to GM? And you have to say to yourself, <laughs> is this a nightmare character that I'm making for my GM just because? Are
2: you saying to make nightmare characters? No, for your I'm GM? No,
3: I'm not. <laughs> that that would have sounded like this: GM, er, Gina, you always make nightmare characters for your GM. Yeah, that's what it would have sounded like. But that's not what I said. What I said was: Okay, you have to be careful <laughs> that the character you make isn't going to be a nightmare for, you, for your character for your GM to play, because nobody's going to have any fun at that point. Where your GM's like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do with her," and you're like, uh, "Oh my god, I, I'm going to screw up all the rest of the players. It's not going to be fun." So, I always run that through my filter too, which is...
2: That's a that's an interesting thought. I'm thinking about that. From it, Are you thinking, like... Because I don't necessarily think this is the truth uh, about your character, but you know how everybody says, oh, it's obvious who wasn't sitting at the table making the characters with XYZ. Like about... Uh, Albert? No, not even Albert. Sorry. Uh, Scully. Scully. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> Are you talking about like that, no. or just like a character that? No, I didn't mean him specifically, but just like that tonally doesn't feel right, or like a character that a jam is just like I don't have the slightest idea what to do with that. Well, you're
3: playing a character that would, that basically messes with people' emo- people's emotions, and no,
2: it wouldn't be emotions. It was it's the psychic feeling of being hit with the force of of the memory of your of your. First love Losing your first love Or something silly like that
3: So Every person They encounter
2: No every villain It's their they encounter superpower is gonna,
3: I know She's going to hit them with that
2: No That's one of her awesome powers
3: <laughs> Alright
1: Yeah
2: We'll have
3: to see how this goes yeah. I always I always run this through Ugh. My filter which is Man If I make If I make A multi-classed Dwarf Ranger, rogue, thief, cleric, ge- uh, uh, um, a wizard. I think my team is going to kill me. I'll just make a ranger.
2: Oh, see, I think, actually, <laughs> and that's a bad example anyway. It would be more, because you don't, if you create a, a character with superpowers, their superpowers aren't, like, in effect 24-7, like when you're playing a supers game. No,
3: well, well, super games, so it's not I, like I, I really tend to default to the armor characters, and, yeah. and here's why. You can add powers, any power, indiscriminately to your suit. As opposed to being you know it's if you want to gain powers you could just add it as opposed to uh, a mutant which is like well I you know I can regenerate and that's my power uh, yeah. and I just get better at regenerating
2: actually I think if you' were, if your superpower was, and your supername was woke AF it would be more like it would be more like uh, I hit you with the force of a uh, hundred thousand microaggressions and then that's what you get hit with Every time I think I am I totally want to play that character Because <laughs> I think it's funny You're like Yeah, no
3: I've been in games where people sabotage them with Funny characters <sighs> that's another story <laughs> Not that you do it that It is
2: I hope not I was thinking about um, See, I almost did my boot i boot thinking about
1: right, Thinking about
2: uh, When we were talking about backstories Because I I think I, I go between being super specific about certain things with my character and then being, I, it's totally open ended. So, did you find, because I gave you a lot of bullet points yes. of thoughts, was that too much? Was no. it too.
0: Well, you also created an organization.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, in and of itself, is always going to be more complicated than just here's okay. a, a few bullet points on a character. So, the, which it, will it's gonna if it with your permission? Let's I'm gonna clarify put it in what, the, what,
3: what game are you no, guys talking about. I love that. What game are you guys talking about BBT. for those for those blood, that are blood, Blade and, Blade, and
1: Tusk. Right, and
3: is this the first? Uh, he, you didn't actually send out your player questionnaire, did you?
0: Oh, no. you did. No, you didn't. No, I don't no think we so. did. The, we did the con- connection mechanic
3: from yes, the Truth. Yes,
2: we did.
0: That's right. All right the the two d six.
2: Which cool. can I tell you though? the coolest thing about that and this is a perfect example of uh, this is so many different things we talk about in here where like earlier we we're talking about when you write your backstory but you get to the table and then that's part of the, can be part of the narrative the jam can right um, that I was like yeah I don't care let me roll on your table for mm-hmm. my last one and I, the first what I got I was like oh I don't know and then I we totally came up with a thing that I think was super freaking cool because I rolled a, a, a resolved or unsolved a mystery on the table. Oh, we're right. yeah, yeah. So we're all talking about, you know, it's it's 12th, 13th century mm-hmm. and everyone's like making connections to people in their background or between the parties, like how we met or a story in the past. And one of the the things you think about in Moment of Truth when you're making uh, connections in your uh Backstory is they can actually be things that happened as well. So they can be PCs, they can be NPCs, but I was like, Yeah, I want to roll on the table for at least one. So I rolled on the table and we're very immersed in this orcs and, you know, 12th century uh, Europe, Western Europe, and, you know, Catholic Church and all this. <coughs> and then I rolled and it was, is it resolved a mystery? Or told, Disco- uh,
0: uncovered a mystery? Uncovered a mystery or, or mystery something, or something yeah. like that. And oh, I was like, a So
2: at first I'm like, Wow that's a weird one to get And then it totally freaking wasn't Like when you listen to the session zero we were, I was like yeah I think she's playing hide and seek with the priest And she found basically The equivalent of like a priest hole That was centuries old That had relics including a scroll <coughs> that, And so it can turn Into totally cool things I, I,
3: be- I believe and Maybe this didn't work but it, it was a scroll about It was an orcish It was an
2: ancient orcish Yeah right yeah. Which yeah. means
0: they've
2: been here before. Right.
0: At some...
3: At so, some dun, 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 dun. so totally
2: a random... Maybe. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Or maybe the scroll isn't from here. Maybe but somebody right? from here... I don't know. ...has been there and
3: brought Right. Back. right? Yep.
0: It could be anything. It could totally be yeah.
3: be cool. So, and that's the kind of thing... Yep.
2: Yeah.
3: One little kernel and it yep. got built on.
2: Well, and it's when, when you kind of... Uh, it is both... It can be both terrifying, but it is, I think, um, so exciting to be able to kind of give part of yourself up like that creatively for the story. Right. Whether it's through the random ni- randomizer of the mechanics and the dice in the game that say, you know, you want to be the hero and you want to succeed, but oh I I totally Freaking failed that role. Well maybe that's actually going to create a more interesting story with a better climax or it
3: always does. Yep. I, I rolled up Trig, yeah, uh, out of the out of the Yes it was Bill Star Wars But I rolled up A non-combat character He was just He failed He ended up in jail It was terrible Ended up playing him As a coward And To this day He's the most hated character I've ever played And yet All of his antics It's the most told stories Because he Was a coward Yep Uh, I modeled him after Benny from The Mummy Remember, Benny? Oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah little slimy little yeah. guy. He was always like, Ugh, and he gets his just. He gets yep. his comeuppance in the end. But the point is, those are the, those are the characters that are more interesting. That's the more interesting story to tell. Uh, my my sorcerer, full of himself, cocksure, full of himself, decides yeah. to go down the corridor on his own, and yep. almost had a TPK. But that's the stories that we tell. Yep. it's the failures. It's the things that were random that are more interesting than. I mean, nobody talks about the fights we win. Very rarely. No, and, even those, and the fights you win are boring.
2: But, or maybe they're all the sweeter because the the team is not a team of... You know, it's like how I talked about how I loved that was this, like, awakening for me with the Supers game. Because what I loved is that there's... I'm the mundane super in this group of, like, god-like, demigod superheroes. And so I loved that dynamic. That it's just like, you know, I have Hawkeye with the trick arrow with... Freaking Thor with Mjolnir, right? Right. right you You're know? like,
3: uh-huh, I yeah, I can't compete. So it's
2: the dichotomy of that, and it's like, like you said, so there are interesting character relationships and narratives, you know, mm-hmm. story beats Driven that by come those up,
1: random, yeah.
2: And then you know, so so the winds are still cool, but it's it's cooler to have this like interruption of greatness from
3: and in the winds. There's fails, yes, and the fails are the really yep. cool thing. I mean. We we all you know yes we may have won the war yep. but it was his sacrifice or it was this moment yep. and it was that those are the ones we talk about it seriously I think so too. we yeah. we 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 read stories about where people have family look at Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah we talk about the body count. And the stories that they had, and we don't really care about who's still living. We're really more concerned about what happened to this person and why they're gone. Well,
2: because yeah, if you sit down to write that story, you're like, yeah, Rob, King of the North, he's totally. Oh wait. Oh what? wait, and then we uh, and yeah. You know, red wedding. Then you know, spoilers. Like, yeah, there's like, but it's not the story you necessarily expect. It's exactly it, it but it becomes better. But, right, I'm, right. I'm, honestly, it really. It yeah, really does. It really does. That
3: the, ha, that story happening, that red wedding mm-hmm. moment. Everybody's like, because we're all so used to everything gets tied up with a little bow, and yes, he's going to yeah. be king, and then all of a sudden he's not, and yeah. there's no way. To, oh my! Uh, oh oh! And yeah. like, th- and that's the way role playing games yeah. were too, because we have these dice randomizers, and all of a sudden you're standing there yeah. with the big bad, and you fail. Yep. And that story takes a completely different yep. turn, and then even the GM's like, Yeah, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Well, and some of
2: that is the, the fun of the mechanic in the game introducing yeah. the unexpected outcomes. Well, no, that's exactly what but, it is. But the other part is the GM mm-hmm. and and knowing and feeling where it would be good for that story to go. And honestly, I think it is not as fun or fulfilling. Maybe is the right fulfilling word. Fulfilling is a
3: great. Yes. To
2: be constantly rewarded with.
3: I agree. Oh yeah. The
2: win. The multi the Monty
3: like, Hall dungeon is boring.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. And so I, l- I like that yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Except when you're leveling
0: your character. Yeah. Except when you're a wow and you
2: just yeah. need if your you
3: can't three gold stuff. pieces as XP. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which we did.
3: Back but, in the day though, asses. but back in the day that's what it was. Here, yeah, yeah. I always equated to the fact that back in the day we didn't have stuff. We were living in a room with our parents right. and it was their stuff. But now that I have stuff, I'm like, all right, I actually own stuff. Got that? Kick that box. I don't actually need to pretend to own stuff, because I do. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend to not own stuff. Whoa, that's weird.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> you're always playing to things you aren't.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And like when you're when you're a fourteen year old teenager who doesn't own anything, you're playing to own stuff. And now that you're a forty year old guy, fifty 50- guy, <laughs> you're uh, exploring other avenues. Oh, yeah. I think it's more interesting to fail. And the fails are always the more interesting mm-hmm. stories. And the fails are what we talk about in books. They talk about in plots. Yeah, uh, we talk about... I mean, certainly, Grapes of wrath is, is a story of one big fail.
2: Oh, right. yeah.
3: And and that's where interesting stories come from. Yeah. It's not about the wins. And and, and to be... St- how, many, how many times have you sat at a table or and somebody sat around and explained to you how awesome their half-elf ranger was mm-hmm. for 20 minutes and all the awesome things that half-elf ranger did and how boring that is. Mm-hmm. And and you're just trying to find a reason to get the hell out of there. The yeah. win isn't interesting. But if yeah. somebody comes up to me and tells me about the half-elf ranger that failed and died in yep. a blaze of glory yep. on a bridge holding off the Orcish Brigade while everybody made yep. their escape, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. That's a much more interesting yep. story.
2: No, I totally agree. I just yeah. And I don't think you immediately and I don't think it depends on what age you are either because I didn't I didn't start playing role playing games until I was an adult. And you still you go into it thinking that's kind of what you're on a hero's journey and yeah. you, the hero's journey but you're not necessarily thinking about the fact that the real hero's journey comes with triumphs and tragedies. Well, you don't and understand the journey. You and, just understand yeah. the
3: hero part. You yes. don't understand that there's failure yeah. involved. Yep. And when you're young, everything's hard. Everything yep. fails. You don't want to play that in your yeah. real life. But when you get older, yes. you realize the failure is what
0: is interesting. I, it, it,
2: it really is. Well, it's
0: interesting in stories. It is. It's not that interesting in real life. Well, that's I mean, the, it's it's interesting. It's true. That's <laughs> the point. <laughs> that's
2: <laughs> true. And, and yeah. that's
0: really the point.
2: Yeah, a more nuanced story and well, things with, unexpected... Conflict and and, and that's why games yeah. like
3: Apocalypse World and Fate and uh, where they have a mechanic for f- I don't want to say failure but for randomness I get that because you have to force players some players to embrace the failure to embrace change to embrace a randomness to embrace something that's wrong that didn't that doesn't go with the way they are there needs to be a mechanic for them to be okay with it I get that. Not everybody's able to just say, "Well, I completely failed." Well, what happened? Well, let me tell you what happened. Yeah. Triumph,
0: following tragedy, is much a much sweeter triumph. A- but
3: but absolutely.
2: also absolutely, but also
0: failing is so much more interesting than winning.
2: It is, and it's you know we've told a lot of stories, and I know I've told some of the same stories, but there are times when you initially even knowing that the unexpected result of the the fail or the not triumphant aspect or direction of the story will sometimes make you feel like wait what what the fuck but then it's like oh my god that was so much better and so much more poignant or meaningful or created such a better story
3: to be honest that's that's one of the benefits of when people make a critical fail if you're playing a game with critical fails Asking them how they fail. I, yeah, I totally agree. I I, I, I like it because it takes the onus off the GM. Yeah. But I love it because it allows the players to describe to you how they've failed. And the players, nine times out of ten, love that. Yeah. I very rarely run into somebody that goes, oh, I I stub my toe and I move on. Very rarely. Most of the time, as Stu has pointed out, people make it worse... Than well, they would have ever come I, up with, and I and think it's
2: so much more yep, interesting. And I think to you know, this ties back into something you kind of already said. But the stories, the the stories we've told playing role playing games, to me, that kind of sing in my heart still mm-hmm. are those ones where there have been uh, total unexpected fails and penultimate moments
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. that the resolution of those created though this total real story beat. That no, that, I agree. Yeah,
3: I agree. That's yep. I don't know how we got on this topic. I don't know either. We should, I can't remember. We should follow that
0: through for <laughs> our next game. So, yeah,
3: pretty awesome. I wandered here.
0: It's
3: cool.
0: Cool. I've been talking to people on the cool.
3: Show. They're all like, What are they talking about?
0: And they say you're just trying to cover for the fact that you roll shitty. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't.
3: <laughs>
2: it depends yeah, really on the game. Don't. You were uh, been yeah.
0: on fire the last couple of games. Yep. Yeah, maybe the streak's broken.
3: <laughs> it's, see, and again, my, embracing the failure, it's table. so
0: much funnier. It's it so much more fun to know that I roll bad. It, it would not be funny if it said, oh yeah, Stork, Stork is great all the time. Yeah. That'd be exactly how it would be mm-hmm. described, and <laughs> there wouldn't be any, right.
2: Stark is good at uh, A
0: couple things. <clears throat> yeah. Tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific yeah. time, Desert of Despair returns. That is <sighs> the... That's Jason's D anD D five e game that he is GMing, That
3: yeah. you're in that,
2: uh-huh. uh huh, Kimmy.
0: Kimmy, Rob,
2: yeah, Rosa, Rob, and, and Jim.
3: There's a lot of buzz about it. Rosa Rob is very, very
0: anxious anxious to play. Yeah,
2: and then it's a fun game on
0: Sunday at four p.m. Pacific time. Not five. We're moving the game to four because Sunday's technically a school night. Yes. Uh, Moat of Sin that will be episode 29 or 30. I don't remember which 30. one. 30. Last one was twenty nine. Yeah. So that and that and that should probably include Prince Riley's Elysium.
3: It could. We are missing Jesse, so things are going to be weird, but we'll see. Can she Skype in? No. Four. She'll be on stage. stage. She'll be fine.
0: Uh, (laughs) And then also, uh, if you're going to be at Gen Con, I'm going to be at Gen Con. Uh, Yay! Come and uh, I will uh, Twitter or something. So, but I want to meet as many people as I possibly can. That's my goal for for going to join. And
3: again, please introduce yourself with your name and who you are, and forgive us if we don't. Remember.
0: And don't yeah, don't be shy about approaching. yeah, what nah, I'm talking because totally. to I'm literally there. I mean, I'm not signed up for any games, and I I don't know if I'm going to have enough luggage space to bring stuff to run games. I don't. I, I, I honestly don't know, but I do want to meet as many listeners as I possibly can. So. Dude's really
3: approachable. He's he's not Will Wheaton. It's I'm, all good. I I am. <laughs> I'm not approachable,
0: but I
1: like it's our listeners. It's
2: kind of true.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of a fair enough. I'm kind of a grumpy asshole,
2: but he's nice to people that are yeah.
0: If you give me a beer, I'm not a grumpy yeah. asshole. You're gonna have so I'm many a talkative beers. Asshole. You're gonna be sitting there at this
3: table with like thirty I may beers. Die. I may
0: die. <laughs> happy, hey, happy, <laughs> and then also September first, second, third, and fourth. You can come come to yeah. uh, Orc No Gateway. Gateway. Gateway Twenty seventeen. I'll be there with my kids. In tow, and I'm thinking about running. What's it called?
2: Oh, Hero Kids or?
0: Legend of the Elements, which is the. <gasps> um,
2: uh, is that a Legends
0: of the Five? No, I, th- it I thought it was. Like that's it. why I bought it. Yeah, but it's not. It is um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, really? A Legend of Apocalypse World hack. Nice. Ooh, nice. So, so, I'm going to... Maybe. There's, there's, cool. there's much, I'm reading through it, and it's like... Oh. There's much buzz on the forum
3: about bringing your kids to content. There's more than one Happy Judge yeah. listener that are, now have kids that they're bringing. They brought some last time. They brought some the time before, uh, yours included. I have now seen the next generation of gamers. Yeah. yeah. They're showing up at our con. Stu has I... changed the way he's running games now. He's yes. running more towards kids. Well, yeah. Your kids had a blast.
0: Yeah. Oh, last time they were there. The, they're so pissed off I'm not taking them to Gen Con with me. They're so like, like, no, I'm to take you to Gen yeah. Con with me. First off, it's, it's like 50,000 fat beards. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I don't want you around them. But, yeah. I mean, at the, and they're old enough now where mm-hmm. they can kind of go off on their own. They don't have to be oh, with Dad the true. whole time. So they're like, we're going to go. There's a computer game section. We're yeah. going to go. And, we, and there's like teams and stuff. So we're going to go and get on a team and go play a game. And they disappeared for a couple hours. And I went and checked on them. And I saw them there. And I'm like, great. No, cool. no problem. And um, and one of the things I'm going to do at this next uh, strategic con is there's going to be a LARP 101 at the 2 p.m. slot on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to that seminar. Really? Because it's basically like it. Here's an intro to LARPing, and then they're going to like run you through like a like a basic scenario or something immediately after. That.
1: Cool.
0: So I don't know if Ali and Zachary are going to be interested in that. If they are, they can they're welcome to come with me. But I want to go do that because I'm very interested in see how LARPs get GM'd.
2: Yeah.
3: I think it'll inform a lot of because I've actually uh, I've actually started taking an interest in that because we were talking to Mare, we were talking to Kurt. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the vampire LARP and mm-hmm. what's uh, and what it takes, and I'm like, there's some really interesting lessons that we can glean from this thing that we've been oh, absolutely, fun at. absolutely, They're, because the the immediacy of dealing with a LARP is different than the sort of the abstractness that you deal with with in, in, in a anyway. But, uh, no, the definitely. other The other point I wanted to finish with And that's an, uh, maybe yeah. another topic But uh, the other point I wanted to make Was that there's a lot of listeners And stuff that are now bringing their kids When we yeah. started this the, First of all, female gamers were unheard of we have, You know, there was Kimmy And that was it And it was weird And now all of a sudden We've got female gamers
2: mm-hmm. Lots
3: of them As well as children I guess when you put the two together That's what happens And I've seen this whole <laughs> progression the
2: Captain patriarchy
3: gaming <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Judge me. I'm it's fine. You can judge. It's all right. I You're set like, it up that put way.
2: Women with the children, children. and they see yeah. how they are barefoot. And go ahead. Pregnant I, no, billies. I
3: didn't say that. <laughs>
2: I'm so joking. You totally didn't say that. Yeah, but I'm going to get. Really I'm going to get hay that, Yeah, I'm so teasing him.
3: They will. They will. Because yeah,
2: he's not meaning that.
3: No. Nah. But I, I'm just I'm loving that whole new aspect of this of the, of the cons. Yeah, uh, I have seen more children at this
0: last con than I've ever seen it. And, and I talked to Jim. Jim that is super Jim, true. Jim was over here this last weekend for a little bit, and we had a conversation. And they're really trying. They 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 understand long term mm-hmm. that the children of gamers are the That's most likely cool. people to become gamers to keep things going. Hey, little kid! First yeah, one's I, free. I, right? You're cool, aren't you? I think
2: I might. I just told Tom's today. I'm thinking about running. Uh, a boot? I know I did it again. You did. You did. Uh oh. Sorry.
3: You've been doing it a lot recently. You're going I back know. to Minnesota. I think I you're turning I'm Canadian. I think you're I turning am. Canadian. I, I, I really think, think so. <laughs> Yeah, and no you, ran, you ran a kids game no more, uh, That was uh, no the last time you uh, the, I did The first time you GM GMed in yeah, A long time so it was a kids game And was, you were over
2: the moon about no, it I was so happy <laughs> And it was so much fun And I'm thinking of Maybe Dungeon World Okay There you go pretty easy mechanic And well, uh, maybe. Fantasy.
0: Hey uh, Maybe Zachary and Ally Can sign up for the game And then yeah. they can bug me About About learning learning you ah oh, look
2: at that no but see who's <laughs> turning turning Canadian you almost <laughs> did in a boot did I sort of it kind of it kind of was there I swear yeah
3: now okay <laughs> what's the difference between Wisconsin Fargo and, and Minnesota is
0: there a difference?
2: Because, uh, you know, they're going well, crazy is, down by the lake there. Fargo is in North Dakota. Dakota, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Wisconsin
0: is... People there are smarter because the air is cold. Oh, right
3: there. <laughs> no, it's cold in in disorder in, in there, but... Yeah.
2: Uh, it's... I, uh, a lot of cheese. I don't know where that accent comes from. It comes I've,
3: from Norwegian. It's outside oh, out no, of a yacht seat. Oh, no, I know that, out, but, that's, but
2: I've told the story before, but I had cousins that lived across town from me, like five miles... That totally talked like that, and my family did not. So you were raised proper.
3: Did you watch a lot of TV? <laughs> no, she just had people. Enough.
2: That cared. I mean, we got kicked outside to play like we were supposed to, but
0: in the in the thirty degree because TV has like that neutral accent.
2: Maybe I did watch Canadian television though because we had the Canadian broadcast. That didn't help. Much bizarre
0: yeah. with John Yeah. <laughs> That didn't help. Oh, what's the show with it? Better than being slapped in the belly with a wet trout. <laughs> what's that guy? Uh, Red Green. No, it wasn't Red Green. It was <gasps> the science Green guy. The it was shit. the science guy. Forrest oh. will know.
2: Yeah, that in uh, SCTV, which I know everybody could see at some point, but yeah, uh,
3: was the Red Green show is the best. The best Red Canadian Green is show ever.
2: Amazing. Yeah, I remember, uh, we're gonna yeah. fix it with
3: duct tape. Yeah, well, there's uh, there's holes down there. Oh, look at yeah. that! The door fell off. You know the way to fix that? Duct tape.
2: Yeah, but the, it definitely <laughs> is. It's the Scandinavian trickle down. And oh the Scandinavian yeah, Scandinavian. Got to go crazy up
3: there by the lake there. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: oh my god. Yep. yep.
3: Little problem with your uh, detective work there, Marge. <laughs> okay, we. I don't know why we've gotten off on tangents. I blame oh, myself. Oh, I'm I to blame beer. these beers. It's not in us. here.
2: What's not in there? The thing you were trying to think of, the f- mysteries
0: slap. from beyond. Mysteries. That was it. Isn't
2: that the slap in the belly
0: with the. Well, you, know, you could send him a letter, and you, you, know, and you will receive. Uh, you will and you will receive, and you will only receive uh, a thank you and congratulations from us, which is better than a slap in the Money. belly with a rat trout.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it probably is.
0: Never heard of that. I'm going to have to go check Me it out. He was kind of this nerdy looking guy, and he did this uh, weird science thing. Is it Canadian science, Elvira? Oh, Elvira. Elvira.
2: Elvira. Elvira was...
3: uh, I I never heard about Elvira until I came to Southern California because she didn't really make it Uh past here, but maybe you guys know about her. If not, go ahead and uh, Google her. She's the most sarc... She's Uh, the sarcastic vampire. Elvira,
0: princess of the dark, I think was her total And she's the most sarcastic, snarky... uh,
2: Cassandra
3: Peterson. Yeah, Cassandra Peterson, Mm -hmm. and she would... It, she's had uh,
0: at least one movie on who her Who's also now. a stunning yeah. redhead. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And but,
0: you wouldn't know that yeah. because she wore that black but wig. That huge black she's
3: wig. snarky yeah.
0: and irreverent, and she would do these, host these Just new
3: hilarious. movies at like midnight in California. Yeah. I never knew who she was till I came to California. But, <laughs> genius. Genius. Check her yeah. out. You can probably find her on YouTubes and other places. But uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And is this most sarcastic? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Met her.
2: She's hot. Matter. She used to be at... Uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, and when and I, I th- first started going,
3: I could be wrong, but I think she was a Groundling. Or could be wrong. I oh, maybe of someone else. But she has a lot of theatrical training. She fell into this job, and it became a career.
0: And it was—it was just like this weird, super campy, oh, yeah. little oh, yeah. intro vignettes between shit. Horrors. She was like, like Spenguli, <laughs> or
3: uh, yeah. would be, uh, She
0: would do these B
3: movies, and she well, would...
2: what's her toes? Uh, vampire. Yeah, yeah. That's that was what, I'm what she was. Ma- yeah,
3: she's a much more sarcastic yeah. vampire. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I watched. Uh, there was snarky. a reality show
3: and funny as hell. Funny, yeah. That's the point. Yeah, I think they, it was, They would cut from the, like literally in mid scene of the movie to yep. to, to, to Elvira. Yes,
2: going, what the hell? Well, they did a reality it show. Was so funny that she helped judge where um, they were looking for the next Elvira. Yeah. Yeah. And I even watched that She
3: she's still, a, do, amazing. There she won't still be shows up occasionally And she still looks no. great But anyway yeah, Everybody cool. check it out Elvira, mm-hmm. Mistress of the Dark yes. Sit through a couple Her snarkiness And her and Basically she intro These terrible B-movies And we've yes. all seen them yes. Oh and there's
0: there's a Pop TV vinyl There you go You
3: can buy Little bobblehead yep. Of Elvira And she parlayed That little sort yeah. of Cable access show Yep Into a movie It was cable
0: access It was actually
3: on was like
2: Was it on like
0: a uh, Channel 5 Like I think it was on KTLA
2: Really? Oh, I never heard
0: of it until I got here. Well, I I, I was here.
2: What's the when trilogy? did it come on? Midnight.
3: No. Joe Flatterly, right?
2: Yeah. I what was, was his version of the 3D House of Stewardesses? Yes.
0: Oh, oh.
2: with the, with,
3: the, with, the, with, the, uh, with Malachor. Yeah.
0: yeah. I want to say it was on what Saturdays was in like the late afternoon. Okay. Really? I think that, it may have been on in the evenings as it was well. On but the evenings. That's, that's when I. I they, but I remember it on weekends.
2: They might have even. It may have been Like VHS tapes back in the day of stuff doing. They did. did. Like with her cutting into the. Yeah.
3: They did. And she would show up at various. She parlayed that into this career. Oh, yeah. And she owned it. Which yep. I loved. And then when she did the Elvira movie, she wrote and produced and, and, and she got a lot of money out of it. And I, I think most of America went
0: who In nineteen eighty eight, Elvira Mistress of the Dark, D V D. There it, it is. Elvira Haunted Hills. That's the movie? Elvira's awesome. Haunted Hills, two thousand one. Is that the movie? Uh, there's no, a bunch the movie, of movies. Else. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, Elvira's movie macabre bloody madness collection. Movie Macab. <laughs> That's anyway, awesome. check it oh, out. Oh, those are probably re releases of, we of gotta, films. we got to yeah. stop this. We are getting off on so many tangents, it's fun and though. people have to drive.
3: I've got to go clean yeah. out Bill's garage tomorrow. This is getting crazy.
1: <laughs> We're listeners of Thank you
0: for joining us for season 19, episode 17 of Happy Check Energy Podcast. My name is Stu. My
2: name is Gina.
0: Wait a minute. I'm waiting for the. Uh, thank you very much. Don't forget, tomorrow, 5 p.m., D&D, uh, Deserts of Despair. are shouting. And that's because I'm listening to the music really loud. And on uh, and I'm trying to get over the sound of the thing. I've got a bed down, and I'm talking over it. Uh, and uh, on Sunday, 4 p.m., Pacific Time, Motive Sin, Folks. Session 30. Thank you very much. We'll yeah. do the song. Monday masks.
2: Monday masks!
1: Masks! Hero has the
0: major sound we The program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. On ground
1: resign, ground, resign, I, am I am the only, the god, only, of only god of wine. The, the only god of that, is not with beat. that red should be, Is not fit. In, in competition, in competition, success, and competition, success, 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 who can drink more? Who can? And drink who can drink, the- ten, ten can, times can drink more, ten time than, more than he can drink ten time more times, than times more than he can drink ten times more drink ten times more than he. Make a new world, make our world, our world, make our make our how is this fight a Make A new, a new, a new world, keep stones, 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 with stones, 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 not stones, 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 stones,
0: stones, the stones, stones,
1: stones, 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 the earth, and and there are flat wine, wine and flat wine and that all, all, and all for me, wine, and and me. And flat wine, the all for me, me, me.
0: The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire.